0: Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30. Action Sports Jacks. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. And a happy Friday to everybody tuning in to Action Sports Jacks on the radio. It is almost. The weekend folks Stuart Weber here from CBS 47 and Fox 30 action sports Jacks as Brent Martineau continues his final vacation of the year because two weeks from now oh we will be rocking and rolling the Jacksonville Jaguars will be on the practice field the media members will be complaining about the heat but I know one guy who won't be complaining that's Austin Lane no I'll probably still be complaining about the heat that's usually what I do not as much as the scribes will though. True. No. True, yeah. Um, and us for that matter.
1: Can I wear tank tops and sleeveless cutoffs to the to training
0: camp? It's got a logo on it. Like the action sports yeah, jack slows. Slap an ESPN six ninety sticker on there. Okay. And boom. Okay, that was my one question and then
1: also Do we get like another like thing of rules that we have to abide by from the Jaguars? Yes. Because for OTAs It'll be the same as those. The same ones.
0: So I, those, yeah. so
1: I can't talk really what I see from the scheme
0: standpoints. If it's certain periods when that is the case, then yes. Gotcha. Uh, I know that uh, sometimes when they open it up to fans, obviously the fans can talk about it, and so we can too. Gotcha. Okay. So, so it just depends on the day, and they'll tell you. Okay. They'll let you know. Okay. Cool. They'll keep you in line.
1: I I can't wait, man. My first you know training camp since uh. To the, well, in Jacksville since 2012, so I'm excited. It's been a second. Yeah, I mean, granted, like, I, I've gone to training camp before. I brought my son to it and everything like that, and the hospitality was great. But this will be like my first training camp
0: actually working Uh Two, 2012, the by the way, it was my first training camp. Gotcha. So then so I'm sure we crossed paths a couple times. I saw you. You were tall, and I'm like, there he goes. Yeah. There's that tall guy. There he is. Yeah. There, there's a tall person. Sure. There's a few of those here.
1: Without a doubt. So, um, yeah, um, I'm excited, man. It'll give us more to talk about, obviously. But truth be told, we've been having a lot of lot to talk about through the quote unquote dog days of summer here.
0: Yeah, it, it's actually surprised me a little bit, and and especially today. Uh, today we got a ton to talk about. Yeah, and we got some fun topics in there as well, and some some fun creativity to put on display as well. We we kind of this came about at the end of yesterday's show. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to say you completely sprung it on us without telling us, but dude, you completely, I sprung it on myself. You completely, okay. <laughs> you completely, sprung it on everyone, and we're like, all right, let's let's yeah. roll with it. So we're going to do I completely sprung it on myself too. We're going to do some uh, some movie esque trailers. Yeah, I did. I did two different styles for two different teams.
1: And who your teams are. I guess we'll find out the teams later on in the show who we're doing here. We can. Yeah. We'll uh we'll kinda tease that for later. So I did I
0: did one like a movie trailer. Okay. And the other I kinda did like a thirty for thirty.
1: Okay. I just um yeah, you'll you'll see. the The original plan was to do three of them. Yeah, and then I'm like, it's gonna take way too long, so we're just gonna stick with two. We'll see if Coos did his as well. Probably not. He said he did it. Oh, right on, man. Cool. Then everyone's taking part of the game today. We're having some so, fun. Yeah, that's gonna be a good time. Talking about Wes, Russell Westbrook a little bit. Um,
0: how's that gonna work?
1: Here, here's what what's crazy to me is that the Toronto Raptors won the NBA Finals. Not sure what the odds were to do that in the regular season. Had to be pretty great. But I feel like the NBA is getting a lot more talk than it did during the regular season. I mean, for instance, on this show right now, we may have talked NBA maybe ten times during you know the, the regular season and then the playoffs. And that was just but as a kindness
0: to, to the drive and dish yeah, podcast. Yeah, to the drive and dish podcast. It's with coos. Coos.
1: But every single day it seems like there's a new story in free agency and once again there's another story, Russell
0: Westbrook heading on to Houston. What That's, do you think about that? I think it's it's smart that uh We always talk about how the NFL has dominated the entire calendar, right? They found a way to stretch things out to where they are the top of the consciousness ten and a half months out of the year. We're in the current six-week window where they're not top dog, first thing you think of when you're thinking of sports because – No matter what, all the way—at least here in Jacksonville, where we have an NFL team—you're talking during OTAs, you're talking during the draft, lead up to the draft, combine. You know, they—they've done a great job of spreading everything out, free agency in March, to where now you can literally talk about it all year long. Shoot, we can still talk about it now with different contract demands and things that pop up, a la Melvin Gordon, which we covered at length yesterday. But the NBA is taking advantage of this kind of lull, if you will, uh in that ten and a half month NFL domination to where they can sneak in and, you know, make some waves. And and I think there's been so many big moves this year and that's that's really why it's it's dominated some headlines because you're talking superstar players that are bouncing around and going all willy nilly to places maybe you didn't even think they'd possibly go to. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think from the casual fans' perspective, I think there's probably more hype going
1: into this NBA season than there's ever been before. Now there's you know fans of teams, for instance, like the Thunder and Marcel, who probably are, me, are looking and forward. And me? What do you mean? And me oh, too? Oh, and you too? Yeah. We're Thunder buddies of, yeah, for I mean, life. Because your boy Billy Diamond's over there. <laughs> so I'm sure you guys aren't necessarily the most optimistic coming into you know the. 2019 season. I use the term them. fan very loosely. I, it oh, okay. doesn't, it yeah. doesn't matter. I, I got you. But but, <laughs> but my point is I think you know, yes. fans of like the lower level teams Correct. maybe now aren't that excited. Well, but I think w- the casual fans are intrigued to see how it's going to pan out this year. Because we're talking about uh, sports like college football. It's probably going to be Alabama-Clemson against this year. Now, I get it. Like Everyone's got their team. But in terms of championships, probably Alabama or Clemson. I mean, those are the two favorites. Mm. But you look at the NBA right now, the way it's set up, I don't know who's going to come out in the West. It could be, I really
2: could be a
0: dozen teams that yeah. could contend for it.
2: And that's what I was excited about. And we actually ended up posting the the Westbrook trade story, obviously, to our Facebook page. And like one of the first comments we had from Jason was like, the NBA is totally rigged, just helping the big markets. No love for the mid-markets here. And I was like, I feel like that argument definitely worked every other season. But this season, it's like... You know, they're not really forming super teams. It's just like dynamic duos at this point. There's no like one team that's a super team that sticks out above the rest, essentially.
1: Exactly. I I get it. Like in the West, I mean, it's really Philly and Milwaukee's. Uh, the conference I think until Kevin Durant comes back healthy. And, and then, I mean, the Celtics and Pacers little,
2: could be in that argument uh, as well. Uh, look,
1: man, the day I see the Pacers go to the finals, I uh, know that, that's just going to be a trip. But in the Western Conference, man, it's uh, it's up for anybody. And Russell Westbrook going to Houston now make things makes things a lot more interesting. I mean, you're talking about Russell Westbrook going to the Rockets in, in a trade for Chris Paul. The Thunder are going to absorb Paul's contract of four years, 161 million dollars. Um, he has three years remaining on that contract, so now Oklahoma City gets to kind of hang out with that, which we'll see what happens. But with Chris Paul... They just wanted
0: the draft picks. Yeah, there.
1: I know, but it, it looks like back... I mean, and I get it, hindsight's twenty twenty, but Chris Paul sort of just took that max contract with the Los Angeles Clippers when he had a chance because you look what the Clippers are doing now, and I get it. I mean, maybe the, the whole scene would have changed, but um, I feel like if Paul would have stayed in L.A., uh, that probably would have benefited him the most because it it didn't work for what it was and in Houston. I mean, he's he's still
0: a good player when he's healthy, but um, I think the experiment in Houston failed for the most part. Did they have any good headlines in OKC? That's what I want to know. Like Paul and a Hall, you know, that's <laughs> what you got. Or the goal yeah. of getting Paul and Hall. I mean, there's so many ways you could go with sure. it. Sure. At least that's what I would do. Coos, here's the real question though:
1: Do you think Westbrook is an upgrade from Chris Paul? And now I say this because you look at. Mike D'Antoni's offense, right? It's geared towards the three pointer. Russell Westbrook, not necessarily the best three point shooter. Um, I understand that Westbrook's excited because now you can spread the floor, he can drive and dish, and that's cool. Drive and dish podcast, by the way, a little plug there. But
0: if you want over to over comp- a million
1: subscribers, right?
0: But but if yes. you want to compare
1: yeah. stats, Chris Paul has a four to one assist to turnover ratio in his career. Russell Westbrook, two to one. So the guy turns the ball over.
2: So Actually, I would say Harden and Westbrook are two of the top turnover kings in the NBA. They're the two top turnover
1: kings, but they're also the guys that you know have the, the most usage at, at the same time. So the ball is always in their hands. Can they coexist together? That's the big question, isn't it?
2: What the problem is now is because Paul had a better shot, essentially, from three than Harden does my first immediate thought was well now teams can just double Harden every time and it's not even going to be a problem Mm -hmm. so I wonder if it's it's an upgrade in Westbrook's energy that he'll bring but I also think it's going to hurt them and I don't know if they'll be able to run that specific kind of offense again because they don't have the shooter next to him that can kind of um you know, space it'll space the floor, but it's not going to be enough to take two people off Harden.
1: And even when Chris Paul was there, like it was established, Harden was the guy, and Chris Paul was kind of like the secondary guy. You know, he was a and, secondary and, shooter.
2: And, and I mean, people that are saying, well, you know, Harden and Westbrook played together before, right? That was when Harden wanted that, to be six man,
1: <laughs> exactly. And they,
2: you know, he he didn't. They didn't necessarily bump heads with each other every time on the court
1: and i, I get it you know that they, they took uh the warriors to game seven a couple years back and then that they was also had uh, kevin Durant. yeah they had kevin Durant as well so i get that point but i'm just wondering with russell westbrook now i mean what i see happening is just two guys playing isolation ball where it's like all right this is westbrook's turn you're trying to play iso ball oh now it's hardens turn you're playing iso ball like i i honestly i, I get the hype because russell westbrook's a dynamic player and he's going to a dynamic offense. But I really wonder if they can coexist together. And that'll be another storyline to watch this up and coming
0: season. Do the Thunder hang on to uh, Chris Paul, Or do they trade him to get even more first-round picks? I w-
2: I would I would want them to trade him. But I don't know who's going to be able to afford him and mm-hmm. want to take on that contract. And that's going to be the problem.
1: Yeah, and... I think with Chris Paul where he's at in his career, number one, I don't think he's the most excited to go to Oklahoma City with what they have now.
0: I mean, it's a we, new market we, to sell auto insurance or, or whatever he's yeah. doing in the state farm. State farm. Stay farm. Stay farm. There farm. There you I go.
1: mean, a few guys that stick out to me that you got Stephen Adams still. Um, Strader's over there too, correct? The Dennis yeah, Strader, yeah, who's an upcoming talent, um, but let's be honest, he's not an all-star quite yet. So if I'm Chris Paul and I'm kind of towards the twilight of my career. I'm requesting a trade to go to somewhere I can actually win a championship. I mean, that's the that's the goal, especially nowadays in the NBA. So, and it's interesting with Billy Donovan too. Well, what happened, to Billy Donovan? I mean, you have a team now where, not necessarily the most talent, but is this actually good for Billy Donovan? Because yeah, now he has thinking. the talent where he can, he can install a system. Yeah. Uh, they can learn from a system because you know Russell Westbrook wasn't necessarily quote unquote getting coached by Billy. It wasn't Donovan. a Billy guy. No, he wasn't a no. Billy guy. So.
0: Another thing to keep an eye on, too, is former Gators coach Billy Donovan. What's going to happen? We'll keep an eye on that. We'll discuss that more. And another local NBA guy in trouble again. We'll discuss that next on ESPN 690. And welcome back to a Friday of Action Sports Jacks Radio. It's actually a very important day for the Cox Media Group radio family, the friends of ours over at WOKV putting on their annual carathon to benefit the Child Cancer Fund of Northeast Florida that's happening as we speak and there's a couple different ways that you can take part you can certainly uh, give a call to the phone number and donate your money that phone number by the way 855-636-6877 I'll tell you again in a second you can certainly call and donate or you can go on ESPN690.com. we got a link on there. And find your way to the auction items because, folks, they've got some awesome auction items up there, including the in-studio experience. Yes, you could come and check out this show in person. Go on. Oh, it gets better. Yeah. Not only would you get to check out a little radio, but afterwards, you get to come walk down the hallway and see the TV side of things. Oh, okay. Plus, I'm pretty sure the person who's going to take you on this tour will be me, because I'm the one who always ends up doing these things. You're kind of the guy that gives the tours, yeah. I am the guy who gives the tours, because I'm good at it. What can I say? No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're very
1: hospitable.
0: I do what I can. There you go. I I like to explain things, over-explain things. Well, right now, you can go on there. Someone has put in one bid. We need more bids, people. Uh, That runs all the way through Monday. The actual... uh, Carathon that's going on right now on the radio on the WOKV side that goes till 6 o'clock today so kind of wraps up with our show ending today you can certainly call and donate the number again 855-636-6877 and that's benefiting the Child Cancer Fund of Northeast Florida so I'm not telling you to tune over to WOKV but if you want to when we're on a break they're having a very impactful show today cool yeah all right. So, good stuff over there. And we do appreciate everybody's support. I mentioned the in-studio experience. There's also a Jaguars all-access experience on the TV side. We, of course, get to put on that show with Calais Campbell and a Jaguars guest, as well as Jeff Loggeman and Brent Martineau, every week of the season. They hold it at Mellow Mushroom. We'll give you a table for four. We'll give you some food. We'll let you meet Calais Campbell, take a picture. He'll make you look really small when you take a picture with him. <laughs> some really good things up there for bid. So go on there. And get what you want. Get some good auction items. Right on, man. Yeah, and it's for a very cool cause. So. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Let's get back to the NBA. Let's do it. Why not? Right. Never thought I'd heard the, hear, hear those words on the show so much, but I never thought are. I'd be
0: saying those words yeah. so much, but because, yep. uh, well, you know,
1: you're not the biggest NBA I'm not guy. Not the biggest NBA it's guy. It's okay, man. It's but all right. I, you, know? you can't I'm be not a fan the biggest of everything. tennis guy. But we're gonna talk about some tennis later on in the show as well. So we will. Uh, we cover all
0: uh, topics. I was so close, by the way. I said he was going to get swept. He didn't get well, swept.
1: Well, don't worry. I I'm sure you're going to bring it up. I had that uh, soundbite saved, and I was waiting for the biggest upset in Wimbledon history. But he but completely dominated him. He just got yeah. broken by one game
0: in the yeah, second set. Exactly. But once again, we'll but talk I about guess. that a little bit we'll later. We'll get to that
1: later. With some sports' biggest rivalries. But yeah. Back to the NBA, you know, and then really the story of the day and the story of the past two days now is Russell Westbrook. And uh, a, a guy who, you know, is a, is a former MVP. Um uh is really kind of an all eyes on him type of player. Uh does a little bit of everything, averaged a triple double a couple years ago, and now he's taking his talents to Houston
0: and gonna join up with James Harden. I've beard. heard I've heard he's been called the Coos of the NBA. Uh that's debatable, but all well, around, me first guy, tries to get his own points, doesn't worry about other people as much, always there for the stats. But but he's not gonna wear the same shirt two days in a row like Coos does. That's true. Well, but
1: you know what? I think I will take his style over Russell Westbrook's style any day of the week. That's a clear much, much to the chagrin of Marcel, who's probably listening right now, just shaking his head. But anyways, but another NBA topic you brought up a little bit, and this was actually part of my fallen segment from Ballin and Fallen. Well you got like
0: two hours to come up with a new one. I
1: know, it's all good. <laughs> Grayson Allen. So you see, did you see your boy
0: last night? I did. Of course, uh Grayson Allen, Jacksonville's own Grayson Allen. Uh the kid that I thought played lacrosse when I first met him. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, of course, he played at the Providence School for the Stallions, the Mighty Stallions, before yeah. heading off to be a Dukie. Did you ever hear that? Did you hear the story yeah, about yeah, lacrosse? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Grayson Allen.
1: Yep. He was training next to me, and uh, he said he was going to Duke on a scholarship, and I said for lacrosse, and he said, no, basketball. I thought everybody was playing me, and then all of a sudden, I saw him shoot the basketball and dunk. I'm like, all right, yeah, you're going to Duke for
0: basketball, but please continue. Ejected. In a summer league game, <laughs> how does that happen? First of all, yeah, uh, I think
2: it happened last year for him too. Oh,
0: two flagrant fouls in the span of seven seconds, which I feel like would be very hard to do in this setting. When well, I guess I guess it could be competitive. Both, uh, you know, people are really fighting for for spots. Of course, Grace Allen originally drafted as the 21st overall pick a year ago by the Utah Jazz, but when Mike Conley uh, got shipped out to Utah. Grayson Allen went the other way to go play for the Memphis Grizzlies now.
1: Yeah, new team, new environment, same Grayson Allen. And, and uh, listen, I think this is a kid where if he was born, and I say the same thing about Endomic and Sue all the time, because I was a former teammate of Sue's. I feel like if they were born like two decades prior, they would be okay. You know, because I think Allen's definitely a very emotional player. I mean, the, the kid's a great athlete, don't get me wrong, but he plays with a lot of emotion. And I think when things aren't going his way, um, he reacts by doing some, let's, for lack of a better word, some pretty cheap and kind of BS stuff. You know, last night was no exception. Um, I think that the first call, uh, a guy was trying to set a screen on him. Grayson pushed him and, uh, yeah, he got technical. And then the second one came from when a guy from the Celtics was going up for a, a bucket and Grayson Allen, uh, instead of, you know, having just a, a nice, easy foul, uh, Tom Hawk chopped him to say the least. Yeah, it was, it was almost like right over the top. It was of the noggin- like <laughs> Gakwe was going for a strip sack fumble.
0: It looked like he um,
2: was trying to send that ball to his... like the, the second <laughs> yeah. like row in the stadium. Yeah, it was
1: a uh, it it was a strip sack fumble that would make Yannick and Gakwe proud. So uh, he gets thrown out of the game. Um, listen, man, and, and I get it. It's the summer league, but you're with a new team now. It's your chance to start a new. And I don't think when he was with Utah. I mean, Grant, you didn't hear a lot about him because he was in the D League to start things off, but from what I remember, did he have any really big incidents in in
2: Utah with the Jazz or not? Are you talking about like problems, or are you no, talking no, about like? No, I'm saying no, I'm saying
1: like problems, like you know, like getting thrown out or like no, tripping somebody. No, I think he, I
2: think he had had some confrontation in a summer league the year before this one if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken but nothing that stuck out I mean most people were by the end of the year talking about how he dropped 40 in the very last game of the regular season yeah for him
1: yeah exactly so like I said new city new team and uh it's the same old Grayson Allen um I would
0: <laughs> I would love how you to change watch them- that though well, like- if it's in you how do you how do you get that out of you if if that's well listen that's part of your makeup? There there's a yoga. reason why I
1: yeah, <laughs> yoga <laughs> meditation. Uh there's a reason why I didn't play basketball in college and there's a reason why basketball was never really my sport, even though I probably had the most scholarships
0: for it. I was gonna say there's a reason I didn't play basketball yeah. and it wasn't my sport too. Yeah. So. I mean, technically you could say
1: like I had the most offers for basketball at high school, but realistically I couldn't stand the sport because um I wasn't wired that way, especially as a teenage kid, right? Uh, basketball, you need to have a lot of self-control. You need to have um, a lot more finesse, I think, than physicality, you know, because I think the days, especially being a big man like I was, I mean, the days of the Shaquille O'Neal's and things like that, I mean, the game's changing.
0: I was just going to say, you need to not be five foot eight. Oh, yeah. That's, which is why I didn't play that's, basketball. That's, <laughs> that's also
1: going to help as well. That's definitely going to help uh, for, for the most part, yes. But I think just the fact that It's a lot more of a mental game and I think, you know, if Grayson Allen was, was six foot or six. 255, 60 pounds, uh, he would make a a hell of a defensive end. Or if you weigh 300 pounds, he has a mentality to play defensive tackle because that's what you look for. um, Especially in the defense, is that aggressiveness. Is that kind of take-no-prisoner's attitude. But in the NBA, and especially in NBA now where... Today's NBA. Today's NBA, where it is often asked. This isn't the old days with Bill Ambeer where there are no easy buckets. You know, Those days are long gone now, and like they always say, you either adapt or you die. And um, Grayson Allen has not adapted to the new game now it didn't help either that he went to duke and i'm not trying to sound racist here but you know the prototypical white kid from duke whether it's christian leighton or jj reddick um you know they always seem to get a lot of hate for whatever reason you know and grayson allen was no exception i mean you saw that during the tournament um everybody was against the kids so you know you're just kind of adding more a- a- ammunition to the cl- to the clips right now for people to hate on you on social media which i doubt he even cares i mean yeah, the guy's doing just care. fine he doesn't care but eventually, man, it's going to catch up with you. I mean, and let's talk about this, too. Like, as a teammate now in the Memphis Grizz, do you think, like, can you have his back when he's doing this kind of stuff? Like, I understand, like, yeah, it's part of the team and you're supposed to have your teammates back. I get that. But I feel like the brotherhood and the camaraderie can only go so
0: far. Yeah, I, I think he's built up enough goodwill in his new locker room to where <laughs> they would have his back right now. Because... Um, we can't obviously see into those practices. True. But I would imagine he's he's not as bad in the practices and not doing this against his own teammates. And he was always tr- tremendous here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whenever we've had to, to speak with him, whenever we've seen him uh, working with kids here in Jacksonville when he was back uh, on summer breaks from Duke. Uh, great kid. That's the thing. It's like every interaction I've ever had with him. You, I don't see any of this. Same thing you know, with me. Like when I used to
1: train with a guy, yeah. um, you, you never saw any of that. You right. used to saw a kid that was hungry and, for the most part, really humble. So it, it's like I said. I think he just he plays with a lot of emotion. Yeah. And so I don't right, think that's I'm not, necessarily a bad yeah, thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing because I'm sitting here right now telling you where if I was an NBA, I would be doing what Grayson Allen was doing and probably invent some more.
0: Maybe you know? Grayson Allen should get into MMA.
1: Well, just to, to maybe defend himself because yeah. what I want to see <laughs> is like Grayson Allen going to, to like – rucker park or something like that where it's call your own fouls and i want to see how that pans out because you know when you play streetball and it's call your own fouls i mean it can get pretty chippy it it gets chippy at the ymca sometimes i see guys play at so i can only imagine what like real streetball would be like but grayson allen you know a a former jacksonville guy a guy to keep an eye on and hopefully he can get it going here but he's showing talent like who said he dropped 45 something points in the last game
2: I go to bat for him all the time on our podcast. Like, I'm telling yeah. you, I love the dude. Yeah, good,
0: good, good, good man. Defend our Jacksonville guy. Yep. By the way, yeah. Tyson, Chandler, Tyson Chandler going to the Rockets on a one-year deal. Big I wonder, body. I wonder what made him think, huh, the Rockets seems like a good destination. Well, not? all
1: something like, the Rockets are going to be the team everyone's going to now.
0: It's crazy, man.
1: And guess what? Free agency back in 2021, you got LeBron James, you got Paul George, you got I think Ben Simmons in 2020, right? But my point is, every single year now, it seems like free agency... We're going to have these Except big storylines. Except for next year. Next year is
2: like a lull. It's going to be Anthony Davis and Ben Simmons, right? I believe so. I'd have yeah. to check it. Yeah. But not as many people are excited about next year. Yeah.
1: I know you are, though.
2: I'm excited about everything.
1: Uh-huh. All right, Stuart. Well, since you came with us here on the basketball talk, yes. how about we
0: go with you now okay. to some tennis talk All right. after the break? I like that. We'll, uh, we'll jump into Wimbledon. Across the pond we go. That's next on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back to a Friday edition of Action Sports Jacks Radio here on ESPN 690. Stuart Weber here, along with Austin Lane and Coos, getting you ready for the weekend. Oh, ready for the weekend? I'm ready. What do you got going on? Work. Yeah. <laughs> this is my. This is my. It never stops. Today's my Sunday, technically. Okay. Uh, from the real job, from the TV side. Yeah. So I say s- the real job, but. Yeah. Yeah. The one that has long days and many uh, responsibilities. Asks a lot more of you than this show. Asks a lot of me. Yes. Of course, I'll be uh, hosting Action Sports Shacks primetime Saturday night, 10.30 on Fox 30, 11.30 on CBS 47, as we do each and every Saturday and Sunday. I get to host the Saturday edition. Yep. Brent and the other guy host on Sundays. Uh, so it works out to be a very fun time of the year. Cool. <laughs> to fill a half hour of uh, TV. Yeah. Uh, a little harder than... Uh, three hours of radio all right well i'd say different i'd say very different um both are fun both are challenging i've certainly enjoyed this week here with you we've we've certainly enjoyed having you tolerated coups yeah for the most part you know it is what it is as much as i could yeah uh but yeah no look looking forward to uh that show tomorrow of course uh all elite wrestling yes Got that big event, fight for the fallen, Saturday yep. night at Daly's place. We'll we'll jump into that a little bit later on in the show. Yeah,
1: actually, I have a conspiracy theory. I
0: love it. And, I love that.
1: Um, you know, and actually, it's WWE Extreme Rules this weekend too on Sunday uh, from Philadelphia, which will be interesting. But um, as you know, whenever there's a big card, and what bigger card than a card in Jacksonville, fight for the fallen. Uh, whenever there's a big card on the line, I always try to break down some kind of conspiracy, theory, which right. I think is going to happen. Excellent. I'm, I'm well, over two so far. But, <laughs> hey, okay. I'm willing to put money on this
2: one. It's going to happen. You shoot 100 or you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't shoot.
0: Wayne Gretzky. Speaking of a shot that was shot that was not made. Okay. Uh, I said on the show two days ago, uh, fallen Roberto Bautista Agu. Yes. It's a soft tee, by the way. I've since found out.
1: Uh, a soft T in his native land or in this country? In any land that you okay, speak I, his language. Well, I'm just saying that different different countries say it differently. Anywhere you say his Giannis name. Giannis' name is different in different okay. parts of the world. Okay. Uh,
0: I heard Agu okay. On, okay. The, on the broadcast. Agu. Okay. Agu. Uh, I said he was going to get straight setted you by sure Novak did. Djokovic. You pretty much guaranteed it. I did. But I was barely off.
2: Should this go back to our should sports people be punished? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Go sit in the corner. Look,
0: anybody who watched it knows that Novak Djokovic was going to win. They kept saying it over and over in the broadcast Mm. that he was going to win. Sure. No, I mean,
2: it was pretty obvious. It was pretty
0: obvious. So I I have no problem. But the
2: sweep, though. By the way, they did bring up that the bachelor party moved to him. I saw that.
0: They, oh, so they came
2: to him. They came. They were in
0: his box. They were in Wimbledon. They kept showing shots of them, and they had a, a super a, a graphic that showed up on the screen, and it said the Ibiza six because it was the six guys that were sure. supposed to go to Ibiza yeah. for the bachelor, bachelor party. party. I guess the the fiance also missed a uh, a wedding a dress fitting because she was there. Oh wow, such sacrifices. I know.
2: Wait, she can't be at the bachelor party.
1: Well, this wasn't oh, the best. Ba- it was all a setup. No, it was all a setup for sure. <laughs> she's like, no, my my dude's the semifinals to Wimbledon. About to make some serious bank. About to get some notoriety. No, nah, her like his fiance, making sure she's shutting stuff down, to say the least. It was all a setup the whole time.
0: So he lost. Yeah, time six, to celebrate. Six two four six six three six two. It not was, a sweep. No, it was not. Yep. But it right was though. a dominating performance by Novak Djokovic, the number one seed. Yeah, um, And of that, I'm happy to say. You were right. I was right. Yeah. He, dom- he really, dominated. Really That's went fine. on a limb uh, with that one. Saying the number one seed would yeah. dominate the guy who's never been to a Grand <laughs> Slam semifinal? Yeah. yeah. Crazy, huh? Really uh, went
1: on a limb. But what's, what's the deal with uh, Nadal and Federer right now?
0: It is over. Okay, Federer. Federer will meet Novak Djokovic for the title as the one and two seed will meet up for the championship. Just like they drew it up. Just like they drew it up. Federer gets the job done 7-6, 1-6, 6-3, 6-4. So he also does it in four sets. Okay. Um, but it was a much tighter contest Resident than the e- other semifinal.
1: Resident tennis expert Stuart Weber here. Who do you
0: like to win the whole thing, then? I still like the Joker.
1: You're taking the Joker. I still like the Joker. Is that what they
0: call him? They should call him that. Oh, yeah. yeah. His Twitter is like Joker Noel. Okay. I don't think he's an FSU fan, but yeah. it is Joker Noel. Okay. I'm not sure what the Knoll part is about his Twitter name.
1: Do you feel, and this is a question coming from a pretty casual tennis fan here. Okay. But you have Nadal, you have Federer, mm-hmm. and you have Djokovic. Yeah. Do you feel like Djokovic is kind of like the third man out, or like the first man out in that group though? Do you feel like from a popularity standpoint, from a, a talked about
0: standpoint, do I feel, you feel like, like he'll, it's he'll, he'll Federer? Still, he'll still be playing when the, the other two have retired. Is the thing he's the no, young? No, for sure, he, he's the youngest but, I mean, one. But them. he's also accomplished a lot so far he has. in tennis. There, there's no doubt about it. But he is—he's easily the third most accomplished of the three of them. Now, like you said, I mean he—he he has had a tremendous career. A lot of the success, of course, at the Australian Open, which he's won seven times. Jeez, yeah. But, I mean, he's won four times at Wimbledon. He's won one at the French, three at the U.S. Open. That's a pretty good resume, man. That's not bad. Yeah. But yeah. so
1: kind of, I feel at least, once again, coming from the casual standpoint, takes a bad seat to Federer and others, you know? I mean, but, and do you think it's more of just the fact that he is so young, he still has a bunch of years left in him? Do you think it's the fact that maybe the country, is he from Russia?
0: He's from Serbia. Serbia, I'm sorry. So here's the thing. Of the all-time Grand Slam singles titles winners, you know who one, two, and three are on the list? Hit me with it. Of all time? I'm sure it's just the three we just talked about. It's the three we just talked about. So we're we're really living in a very amazing time to watch these guys go head-to-head and battle uh, as much as they have. Federer has 20. Nadal has 18. Djokovic has 15. Yeah. Uh, Pete Sampras is next at 14 The American
1: So the, that's kind of my point though The fact that he's really right up there with the, with the top two But still I feel like gets a little underappreciated Gets not not as talked about As other guys I mean is that just maybe his personality as well I mean is he seems more like a quiet guy I I, I can tell you a lot about Djokovic To tell you the truth
0: Yeah I think it's just because he got there after those two And those two okay. really had established the rivalry You know Yeah uh, this was the 40th time that they had done battle, Federer and Nadal.
1: Who, who owns that, the, the, the battle? So like who, uh, who has
0: the most wins? I don't you know. know. I don't know who, some, the, some who the head to head. I, I know that it depends on the surface, obviously. Sure. Because if you think about how many more titles Federer could have won if Nadal wasn't so good yeah. on the clay. And Nadal's won 12 French Opens. You can let that sink in. That's 12 times he's won the French Open, which is just amazing. Um, it's really, and it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch some of that today. Uh, it's going to be great to see Djokovic and Federer. I don't know the exact start time. I'm hoping it's not too early when they play on Sunday. Because sometimes they do those things really early, but usually with the final it's okay. Okay. Well, and we can kind of mentioned it a little bit.
1: Um, rivalries. I, I want you to think of some of the ones from your childhood growing up. Well, I think of some of the ones now that really stick out to you, and uh, let's go ahead and break some of those down. Next, M-
0: mine is a little off the uh, off the wall.
2: Oh, we've we well, we got uh,
1: like uh, rowing or something like the biggest rowing, bowling,
0: bowling rivalry. There's some good bullet, man. I'll tell you what now: Pete Weber versus anybody. Pete Weber versus uh, uh, the like world. W- Walter Ray Williams wasn't he the guy that does uh, horseshoes? Yeah. See, boom. Look at us. Kuz, this is a can't talk bowling. We know some And horseshoes. Stuff.
1: Kuz looks flabbergasted right now that I nailed that. I'm trying
2: that. to think of, uh Chestnut and uh, for Hot Kobayashi.
1: Dogs. Kobayashi. Kobayashi, yeah. yeah.
2: But they didn't really have all that big of, I mean,
1: they only like, competed together for like two three years. Yeah, they had a very years. slim overlap. It, it, was, it was Kobayashi, then it was Chestnut right yeah. away. But... Set aside from the quote-unquote alternative sports, yep. well, we'll talk some more real
0: sports we'll, up ahead. They're all real sports, but okay. we'll, ta- we'll talk a little of everything. Well, competitive eating is not a real sport. Rivalries. Can't say competitive and call it real sports. Sorry. That's next on ESPN 690. On a beautiful Friday, storms may very well be rolling over where you are listening at the moment. It's Florida. Summertime. My parents are in town. They said, is it going to storm? I'm like, it's Florida. It's Florida. It's summertime. Right about 3 o'clock or so. You can expect some storms. Sure enough, we had a couple raindrops on the uh, the window here. What do you got on the whiteboard? What do we got? On the whiteboard, Old Town Road Remix.
1: Just what everybody wanted. And I guess this is the Old Town Road Remix Remix, because... There's the already remix. Old Town Road oh, is remix. a remix in yeah. and of
0: itself. So,
1: I'm not the biggest Old Town Road fan. I, I mean, like, cool. Uh, I get it, and I, I support it because it kind of turned country music on its head a little bit. Especially the people that rank it like in the Billboard charts. So that was great. Well, you want
2: me to? You want? You know why they did this, right? Like there's actually a motive behind it.
1: Oh, let's to, to let's do the, hear the whole remix
2: thing. Well, there he's no, he's been number 1 oh, on the no. Billboard Oh, no. Yeah, shows. yeah.
1: We, we talked about it before on right. the show.
2: But if and he's still there. Yeah. So if he goes and I'm not I read the story, I think it was last week. So if he goes two more weeks at number 1, he'll hold the record for the longest time at number 1
1: for country music or top
2: 40. Top Every, 100.
1: Top 100. Okay.
2: So if they come out with a song that now makes everybody interested in this song that's been out for, you know, a month. So
1: this new remix could be on the charts as well, is what you're saying, or not?
2: No, I think the idea is it pushes the original for people to... It's like a bump on an internet topic. See, to me, it's
1: like Lil Nas X, the creator of Old Town Road, is making it like the Saw movie franchise. Like... It's the same movie over and over again. Like, there's just a different couple nuances. Like, hey, b- by the time Saw 7 came out, I was all set. I but was
2: here's good. Here's the thing. You know what you're going to get, and you're probably going to watch it anyway.
1: You know what? I Honestly, I haven't seen the past two Are You big Saw. Probably not, Stuart. You don't do the horror, horror movies, do you?
0: Right on. You, 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 uh, you nailed it. You, I you like watch Saw. saw. Yeah, yeah, they're good.
2: The, the first couple, but then, you know. I get it. What was it? He like The the bad guy died in the fifth one, it. so hey, it's like, hey, how but, are we still going
1: if here? If I wanted to watch Saw, I'll just go watch this. Way to ruin it for everybody, I'll, I'll just go, right. go watch it Seven. came out like four yeah. years no, ago. No, <laughs> we can definitely ruin that. I mean, I'll just go watch Seven with Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt and really watch a fine piece of acting. That's, you know, so. that's a good movie. No, have you seen that one, oh, Stuart? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you can appreciate that one. Absolutely. So, Saw is a lot like Seven, except uh, it's a lot
0: more graphic and violent. Yeah, Seven's more psychological thriller. True. Yeah, which... Yep. Which I I could certainly enjoy.
1: But uh, getting back to the Old Town Road remix that I guess dropped,
2: did it drop today,
1: Kuz, our music expert here?
2: Yeah, they're. Uh, so uh, yeah.
1: so I woke up this morning to Twitter just being on fire with this song, and there's a gentleman that's joined with him on this song, and it's a kid. What, what's the kid's name? Viral
2: there? sensation. Yeah. you gotta say it right.
1: Sorry, viral he is a sensation. sensation. Yeah. he's that
2: Walmart kid, that yodeling well, Walmart kid. Yeah, so I'm gonna tell the story. Uh, so, Mason like, Ramsey, baby. Mason Ramsey. So, dude is today a Today on my Twitter,
1: I see Voma Sex teams up with Mason Ramsey. Sure. I don't know who Mason Ramsey is, so I'm like, Jaylen's oh, cousin. well, I don't, I'm thinking like, okay, <laughs> this must be like some fresh new rapper. Let's check him out. You know, I check out his catalog, nothing there. I'm like, okay, well, he must be brand new. And I play the remix, and all of a sudden, I hear Mason Ramsey rap on it. And I'm not gonna lie, and this may sound really bad, but the first thought I had was like, is he like a little kid that like had like a make a wish thing where it was his dream to be on Little Tom Rowe, because I had no idea who Mason Ramsey was. No,
2: he, he's, like, performed at Coachella now. Well, that's I, fine. I but it out, that's fine.
1: Well, then I figured out he was the kid that yodels at Walmart and then goes to Coachella.
2: Well, but now he's got an album. I'm yeah. telling you, like, this dude is has found himself some fame real fast. But to me, fast. he's
1: not
0: Mason Ramsey. To
2: it's me, called, he's f- just it's the, called
0: 15 minutes and the clock is running yeah,
1: out. Yeah, so to me, you're just the yodeling kid. No offense to Mason Ramsey, but that's, he's not, that's he's how not I listening. know him. Yeah, well, probably not. But, yeah, so no offense to him, but... uh. Yeah, another Old Town
0: Road remix. Fantastic. Well, I will just say, my coworkers are currently putting something together, which involves one Marcel Robinson yep. as Lil Nas X uh, in a music video of some sort. I don't, so so it's going to be a remix, remix, if, remix? Uh, probably. I I have stated, and it has been put in my contract, that I don't have to do any editing of music videos. <laughs> one, because the the music is awful in them when mm-hmm. we do them which is fun that's what it's supposed to be right wait so this is like a promotion thing for action sports jacks yeah we'll take some popular songs change the lyrics make them jaguar related and then
1: you'll you guys will be featured in the music video and then we'll edit a music video together with you guys in it
0: we're usually in it our is other there talents any in it
1: videos available i can watch with you in at stewart
0: i'm not in them okay I never don't... mind then I was in like Yeah, you're you're not I did like a promotional video for a high school football coverage at one point. Okay. Uh, which we were all in a band. It was it was good. I enjoyed okay. that. I I will not edit these music videos. Um one. Pride. it. Pride. By the, by the time you're done with it, it could be the it could be like the Beatles Hey Jude. You would hate that song. By the end of editing that music video, sure, because you're constantly playing through it, trying to find video clips that are going to fit on top of it and make it work. It is it is an exhaustive process. So props to everybody who edits music videos because that is horrible.
2: I I'm hate just it. saying, take my horse down to the Duval Road. Works.
0: Coos. I don't know. I don't know what the lyrics we used were. <laughs> I'd rather not. I'm just gonna. Marcel does those. Is Brennan it too? Uh, Brent may or may not be in it. Oh. Probably not. Okay. Probably not.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, that's gonna be my contract too. I don't want to do those either. So.
0: It's it's in mine. it's not <laughs> right. n- none of that. Gotcha. Um, no running with the bulls. It's in my contract, and no music video editing.
1: Fair enough, man. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. We'll be sure to wait for the Just old town road action sports jacks to drop. It'll drop on action sports jacks, and nobody will pick it up. Fair enough. Well, speaking of
1: drop things. Well, speaking of dropping, yes. dropping some sets today. Yes. Tennis. Um, tennis you know, I mean, Got that's, that's right all I had for pre- you. Yeah, yeah, right back into it. But right. we're talking biggest rivalries. And, and that's the thing. I want to start when we're, you know, kind of growing up to now.
0: Well, that's the thing. So many people right now probably aren't appreciating the Nadal Federer as much as they really should because of how yeah. amazing of a rivalry it is between these two fantastic Once in a generation – well, in this case, twice in a generation, if you include Novak, three times in a generation talent that are all competing against each other in these major events and creating such great drama, such quality on the tennis court and especially at Wimbledon where uh, they had one of the best matches ever in the final a few years ago. Uh, And it was Nadal who won that one over Federer who's uh, normally really, really good when it comes to on the grass. And yeah, it kind of brought up that idea for us of what, what rivalry kind of did we grow up around that, that really sparked our interest in sports, sparked our, our love and competition. And I don't mind starting on this. Uh, so I grew up really, it, it's an interesting thing because I, I didn't grow up in a sports crazed household mm-hmm. uh, like a lot of people who do this, uh, do, uh, My stepdad liked baseball and NASCAR. My mom's from Europe, so like, (laughs) you know, wasn't really as interested in the American mainstream sports. So it's really a lot of NASCAR, a lot of baseball for me growing up. A little bit of soccer from that European side. Uh, So for me, when I think of huge rivalries and, and things that that I grew up on, I think Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Gordon. Yeah. No. And and I completely agree with that. And they've made documentaries. They've made movies about about that rivalry and about how it really helped this sport explode, amongst other big rivalries as well. I mean, Dale had tons of them uh, mm-hmm. over the years with Darrell Waltrip, with Rusty Wallace, with all these guys through the years. But it was really that you know, that seasoned veteran, Dale Earnhardt, that young upstart in Jeff Gordon that did so much for the sport of NASCAR back in its heyday, uh, which, you know, those was early 90s. I mean, yeah. that was... That was well, awesome. it was an and, awesome yeah. time to be a NASCAR fan, and for me to be a you know a kid who was just growing up and watching that every week. Yeah, it was an awesome time to be a kid
1: because it was almost like you know it was almost like two gangs going back and forth, like two cliques, where you had the the Jeff Gordon side, and obviously being a kid, I think he was geared towards more towards more kids, you know, because like you have the Intimidator and Dale Earnhardt, and like. With all due respect, but that was more, I think, of the older crowd. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, people respected the way that guy drove because he was the intimidator. He wasn't afraid to put you in the wall. Uh, then you had an upstart like Jeff Gordon, you know, the Rainbow Warrior. Um, I think even the car was a little more appealing to kids well, that,
0: than than Dale That's What I was about to say is that they could not be more diametrically opposed, <laughs> yeah. just in every single way. Dale Dale Senior, coming from North Carolina, from Canapolis, mm-hmm. grew up in stock cars in in, in this sort of racing you talk about a guy like jeff gordon grew up in open wheels on the west coast yeah completely different the cars were completely different you got the intimidator the man in black you got the rainbow warriors for that dupont chevrolet that jeff gordon raced in for so many years and they were just so opposite and you yeah. had to pick a side yeah absolutely because yeah. there was in between i
1: mean yeah you could be like a mark martin fan yeah, other drivers. a bobby labowney fan but usually when you got asked the question who do you prefer do you prefer dale or jeff You have to answer it truthfully. You have to pick one side, you know, because you you couldn't be a fan of both. It just wasn't going to happen.
0: Well, that was the cool thing, too, is that neither of them were necessarily a villain in the sport. But if you were a fan of one, that other one was a villain to you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I would – like, so, for instance, my stepdad was was a big NASCAR fan. And I think, like – you know he'd kind of shake his head a little bit and i know like my uncles were big nascar guys too they would shake their head whenever i rocked my jeff gordon shirt you know just because i i think from from the older person's perspective it was like oh this flashy young kid you know like that's not what racing is and all that you know so it, it was funny how it was like a like a generational thing and we just don't see that
0: anymore i right? guess In NASCAR, i was, I was attached to the, the older generation just because of my you know yeah. my stepdad was so yeah. that was kind of where i got associated with so Th- that was definitely the one for me when I think of major rivalries growing up that, that shaped my fandom and my fanhood. Yeah. And we're going to hop into yours. Yeah, we're going to get into a lot Surely. more. And
1: feel free to call in Star Star yeah. 690 if you have your own favorite rivalry from a kid growing up or even nowadays. We'll chat about it a little bit. But uh, more and more talk about that coming
0: up after the break on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back to Action Sports Jacks Radio. The rain falling outside the studio. We'll get to our fallen and Ballin' a little later on in the show, as we like to do each and every day with Austin Lane and myself, Stuart Weber, a Kuzart. You may know him as the Kuz, alongside as well, on a Friday in Jacksonville, Florida. We've been discussing rivalries. Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal mm-hmm. meeting in Wimbledon for the first time in 11 years. The 40th all-time meeting between these two great all-time champions, of course Federer with 20 Grand Slam titles, Nadal with 18, creates for quite the rivalry for fans of tennis and really fans of any sport right now to enjoy. I discussed uh, a moment ago a great rivalry I grew up on. That'd be three versus 24. Yeah. and Hart Sr., Jeff Gordon. And it's one that I actually grew up on too. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's I think a lot of people in, in their 30s to mid 30s grew up on that rivalry. I mean, that's when that was the gold major in NASCAR, in my opinion. Sure was. You know, because I was around for Richard Petty and all that. So, so
0: I'm actually very excited. Um, Labor Day weekend, I'm heading uh, up to Darlington, South Carolina, uh, with my stepdad to go cool. check out the the Sunday night race there the the track that's too tough to tame, yep. Darlington. Uh, and so one of the cool things at Darlington, they do throwback uh paint schemes. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every year they do it, and they choose a, an era, mm-hmm. early 90s this year. Nice. So there's going to be some really cool ones. I've seen a couple of them already that are really cool. Nice. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that.
1: Bring out the Valvoline, bring out the interstate batteries. yeah. Uh, maybe bring out the Helig Myers if you're a Dick Trickle fan, like I my that, family uh, was.
0: I saw Denny Hamlin is rocking the D W Advanced Auto Parts with that Chrome 11 on the side. Yeah, of that thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and I know my stepdad is as well as so we cool. Cross another track off the list. Right on, man. Uh, so that that was a, a great Robert that I got to grow up on. Yeah. Let's uh, let's hear what was Whoa. happening uh, up up there and. In Wisconsin, I mean, I
1: I think in Wisconsin it's pretty obvious and, um, it's kind of topical because the NFL season's coming up pretty soon and the.
0: Utter tuggers and who?
1: (laughs) Exactly. And then, and the, and the very first, uh, NFL game of the season traditionally features the former Super Bowl winner. But this year since it's the hundred year anniversary of this team's rivalry with another team I'm going with the Packers and the Bears I and heard of um, that rivalry yeah you know this this dates back to when I was a baby you know when I was coming out of the womb it was there was just fret, it was going on so uh, it's funny though because so I, I was born in Chicago. And I moved to Wisconsin, central Wisconsin, when I was about, like, I think four or five. So I don't remember much of of Chicago. I don't remember much of Illinois. So, you know, I grew up a Packer fan. And when you had Brett Favre, I mean, that was the guy you cheered for. So, yeah, I was definitely a Packer fan. And it's crazy how just the – and I'll say it, the hate for, for the Chicago Bears in Wisconsin um was evident. So much for the fact that – I'll never forget this. And this – Spanned when I was about, I want to say probably seven to when I was about twelve years old. Um, whenever the Green Bay Packers would play the Chicago Bears, uh, the the famous radio stations in Wisconsin would play this song called "The Bears Still Suck," and they would play it for the whole week leading up to you know the the Bears game, whether it was in Green Bay or whether it was in Chicago, and they would play it every week on the hour, every hour. And this song became so synonymous with my childhood that. I'll never forget, we had a teacher actually play this in my fourth grade class on a Friday before the Packers-Bears. How many times must we take this disgrace? Another Bears fan throwing insults in our face. The Packers are the greatest team to
2: ever play the game. Even if from time to time they've been. We're
1: to get to the chorus. It's coming
0: up here. Oh, my goodness. This is, this is good. So, and I uh, should probably pray. Yeah, hang on. mostly based on luck. The Bears
1: still suck. The Bears still suck. Okay, so think, uh, that's all we need. Yeah. Okay. But before we lose all our, <laughs> our Chicago fans. But, uh, so this song would play. Every hour on the hour, the week that the the Packers would play the Bears. Now they that don't do it anymore. Awesome. But we also played. Why Don't th- they do it anymore? What though? We also played this in the classroom. That's like, a little funny. I remember being in yeah. fourth grade and our teacher, because you know we'd always wear our Brett Favre jerseys on Friday uh, because the game was on
0: Saturday. Far Fridays, yeah, yeah. So we did Far Fridays.
1: Yeah, we come up uh, to come in class and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know what time it is, kids? It's Bears week. Bears still suck, and then they would play that song. And in Wisconsin, for a lot of the smaller towns that like I grew up in, every Sunday it was Polka Day so with, with polka music that's where that song originated from so people would blast that so yeah obviously the the, the bears packers rivalry was big to me um another one that really sticks out to me um for me on a, on a personal level was the colorado avalanche and the detroit red wings and that's really what got me into hockey in the first place because this was back in 96 so you know i was just a uh, I i was like seven i think i was eight or nine years old i'm not that good at math but, um, the whole reason why this rivalry got started was because a guy by the name of Claude Lemieux checked, uh, a Red Wings player by the name of Chris Draper from behind, kind of a cheap shot, and broke Chris Draper's jaw. And which is pretty standard now, it seems like in the Stanley Cup playoffs, yeah, right? right? But, uh, this sparked, uh, a course of events that would stem around probably like the next two or three years of just absolute brawls. I mean, goalies got, and I remember Patrick Wah, Chris Osgood getting in a fight. I mean, this was what, the old school hockey was all about. And I remember just being a kid watching that, just learning how to skate saying like, "Oh, I want to do this one day because it looked like, you know, like the greatest thing ever." So, Wings Avalanche.
0: Uh back to Bears and Packers. Okay. Did you get to go to any of those games growing up? No, no.
1: So, I only it's, it's funny. I only went to one Packer game. Um well, oh, I've only been to two Packer games. One that I played against the Packers when yeah. I played for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which was obviously cool playing in Lambeau. And the other one occurred when I was in college. It was a Monday night game against the Tennessee Titans. So yeah, i, I never, like, I've been to the Bears, Packers, rivalry. And when I got signed by the Bears, um, a lot of my friends <laughs> and even some family made it a habit saying, that's cool that you got signed, but they'd always say the Bears still suck. So yeah. it's, I mean, it's, I think the rivalry, it's still in place. But it's not like the old days, you know. And I think the same thing kind of kind of go for like, you know. I think the Ohio State Michigan rivalry is still bigger than it's ever been because I think college sports. You know, I was, you was gonna have that
0: kind of tradition. Yeah, I was gonna chime in. Uh, my job before I got here, I was in Columbus, Georgia, so I covered Auburn and Alabama. Yeah. And in the state of Alabama, there is nothing else. Yeah. You are Iron either Ball. Auburn or yeah. you are Alabama, all the way. Yeah. Constantly, all year round. It doesn't matter the situation. It was, it was something. Um, and you know, I, I went to Florida. So I obviously grew up with a couple good rivalries in Florida, Florida state and Florida, Georgia and Florida, Tennessee. And a lot of people coming for Florida in these rivalries. I don't know, Florida, yeah, Miami. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so I grew up in a bunch of them, but there, I mean, it's Auburn, it's Alabama and it's, it, it just didn't compare, uh, to, to really anything. And so. It was really cool to get to cover those games. Yeah. Uh, and to get to experience that. I was in Tuscaloosa, uh, in the year that Cam, Cam Newton and the Auburn Tigers made that amazing comeback mm-hmm. and came back to win and went on to win the national championship. That, that environment, the, the amount of vitriol sent his way at the beginning from all the fans and how excited they got when they went up big. And then just that letdown and that comeback down to earth when he, uh, cam newton brought the tigers back to win was just sensational yeah
1: well and, and speaking of cam newton and the sec sec media days are taking place next week along with the acc are. big 10 i think the big 12 too it seems like every uh every conference is doing it at the same time this year it gets a little friendly rival hey, speaking of rivalries i think they're gonna be able to toe-to-toe here to try to push themselves you know and um have it during the same time how do you feel about that
0: i feel like they're Wasting an opportunity to not go head to head with the SEC, yeah. I think they should have scheduled it for a time other than the SEC when everyone's going to talk about it. Now, maybe that's just down here. I don't, I can't speak for the other markets up up yeah, north yeah. and in other places, but I know down here we won't even know that the other conferences are doing anything. Of course, yeah, it's all
1: about the ICC and the yeah. ACC. We're going to be
0: locked into the SEC, especially during SEC media days, uh, because stuff will will come out of those. I've been to, I want to say, four or five of those. Uh, we were there last year as well in Atlanta, mm-hmm. which was different. It was cool. Uh, but I've been to it in Hoover three or four times as well um, from both working here and working in, in Georgia in my last job. And uh, the amount of people that show up there for, for just press conferences – and I'm not talking about the media. There's a ton of media obviously at that event, and you know they set you up in all your different rooms, and they have their setup. I'm talking about the fans that show up to stand in a lobby and try to get an autograph as people just walk by – one time in like six hours yeah and it's like and and that's all the auburn and alabama fans because especially alabama fans because you're right there uh in hoover outside of birmingham which is right near tuscaloosa so uh they all come out in droves and just to just to to see nick saban Mm -hmm. walking in a hotel down a hallway what a moment to make their lives and it's like wow this really means more. I guess they should make a promo on it. <laughs> um, it means more. They well, always say that. Uh, before we get back to break, though, here, um, other rivalries that
1: kind of stood out to me, the Lakers, Celtics. But, you know, that's one of, one of those ones that I think has kind of lost some of its luster. Just sure. because they have to meet each other in the finals yep. in order for it to work. And they haven't met in the finals in a long time. It's, so, it's
0: been a second in that yeah. one. And, and you, you like the ones that are able to last the test of time. Yeah. Um, but with basketball, Duke, North Carolina. Duke, North Carolina is a great one because they're guaranteed to play every year. Uh, I would say some of the great derbies in England, Uh, Mm -hmm. Man City versus Man United is tremendous. Red red versus blue, again, that same idea, Mm -hmm. diametrically opposed. (laughs) Uh, You're with us or you're against us. Rivalries are fun. Sports they are, sports are Whoa, fun. And you know, like, what a great would, job we have uh, in this world.
1: I would be remiss to say if I didn't mention at least one combat sport, whether it was yeah, boxing. No, or MMA, and I, I think with boxing, you have to go with Joe Frazier Muhammad Ali. Sure. Um, you know, they had three matches. Frazier bested Ali in the first one, and Ali comes back and wins the the next two. The final one being the Thrill in Manila by TKO um, is really what kind of put I think the the world of the entertainment part of boxing on the map because. uh in the world of any kind of combat sports, whether it's MMA or, or boxing, yes, you, you can be a great talker, but you also need the dance partner. And I think in terms of just setting up fights, you had Ali, who was this fresh dude on the scene, who had just this fast footwork, this crazy movement that no one's really seen before. A guy that kind of hid behind his jab, got on, got in, got out, you know, felt like a butterfly sting like a bee for a reason. Um, and then you had a guy like Joe Frazier, you know, who was more of the brawler type, who just wasn't afraid of anybody, came right at you and he was more of the quiet guy, where Ali was more of the talker. And it was, it was a clash of styles. It was a clash of personalities, and it made for some thrilling boxing. Now, I wasn't – Thrilling. Yeah, yeah I, thrilling. I, and granted, I wasn't – you know, I couldn't appreciate it because I wasn't around, but, I mean,
0: I, I've watched the fights back now. Well, well I'll give you one you and can appreciate, yeah. the natural versus the ice man. I mean, Couture oh, yeah, and Liddell. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a great one. That was a terrific uh, rivalry, and you had Tito Ortiz in there, too, with some exactly. of those matchups with those guys. Uh, there's been some some good ones. From there over the side. Uh, well,
1: and speaking of Tito Ortiz, he's actually got a fight coming up against Alberto Del Rio. Um, now it's known as is Alberto he still Patron. Fighting? Well, Al- Tito Ortiz. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And and if you know Alberto Del Rio or uh, Alberto Patron as he's going by now, he's a former WWE guy. Okay. Um, who started his own MMA promotion and uh, yeah, now he's getting in the cage. I guess so. That'll be curious to see what goes on with that. But speaking of wrestling. And then we'll get back into ballin' and falling here. Yeah. I want to go into a little uh, tinfoil hat. Okay, little, let's do it. Let's put on yeah. our tinfoil
0: hats. We'll get into the conspiracy. I think something's going to happen tonight at the, at the shrimp game. Okay. Well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll discuss that next. So stay tuned for tinfoil hat and time yep. next on ESPN 690. The audible excitement from Austin Lane when the jam rolls into yep. the earpiece. Every... Country song you've ever heard.
1: That's all I got today. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's plenty. Sorry, I was eating my beans and yeah, rice. rice and
0: beans, man. That's good. A little rice and beans. A little, yeah. Uh, yeah little, little, little carbs to keep this engine fueled. That's right. Well, what's uh, what's on the docket today? What are you guys working on today?
1: Uh, so today, it's going to be a lot of mitt work. Okay. Um, kind of finishing up our game planning. And like then knit some? Knit some mitts? Or? N- knit, work, yep, okay, yep, yeah. knit work, yeah. Okay, Knit work. Did you see, by the way, I think it's in Finland. Okay. They have the world... Uh, Death metal knitting
2: championships. I, I bet that. there was one heck of a rivalry in that.
1: Well, no doubt. To, I mean, it's all over Twitter. Basically, it's like death metal and knitting musicians, and then like the lead singer knits. Um, cool. I'm sure if you look it up, you'll you'll, you'll check it out. But uh, interesting. But anyways, yeah, getting back to my schedule. Yeah. So tonight's gonna be mitts. Uh, maybe get a little grappling in, and then tomorrow will be the last. Actually, really the hard day of uh, of the entire training camp, and we'll get sparring in tomorrow. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll go with the red line and flush everything out, and then by the time next week comes around and Brent's back, I'm just gonna be chilling. It's more of a
0: mental workout then. so okay. Yeah, I like it. Feeling good, man. Uh, We are eight days away from Austin Lane's next fight. He'll be out in Tallahassee for... What is it? Combat night. Combat night. Yep. Do you know what number this is? Does it have a number attached to it? Combat. Yeah, it's like Combat
1: Night Pro Tallahassee. Something. I, I don't know.
0: Okay. I, I, I should probably know that. It yeah. Sounds bad. Oh, I don't no, know you're that. Good. You're, you kind of put me on the spot. What you need to know is is how to take down the opponent. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the opponent. exactly. You let a yeah. promoter take care of. Yeah, the name yeah. Of the, the name and who's you know going to air it and where you're stream it. Yeah. You know the city. You know the day. You're exactly. Doing, you do your part. You get ready to fight. Some you guy. better believe it. Yep. That's enough of a, a challenge. And thank itself. you very much. I appreciate having my back. I got your back on that. Yeah. Cool. Let's uh let's do some ballin' and falling, shall we? Yeah. So I teased it. Ballin' is uh
1: is a big wrestling weekend for wrestling fans out there. We got WWE Extreme Rules coming from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh it's gonna be fe- oh Coos puts his hands up, he's pumped up. you got any family going to that one, Coos?
2: Probably, I don't know. Okay. <laughs>
0: you don't really
1: talk to him that much?
2: I talked
0: to him on Sundays. Gotcha. Okay. If Gritty does not make an appearance in that event, they have failed.
2: Right? So
1: you're talking about Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch taking on Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. Both belts are on the line. And then you have the the star-studded matchup of The Undertaker and Roman Reigns, um, a tag team that everybody saw coming. Yeah, what? Taking on Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Yeah, The Undertaker is teaming up with Roman Reigns. But uh, the, 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 the big wrestling news for me, at least. Sure. Is and what which is balling is all a wrestling fight for the fallen this yep. weekend at Daly's place. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, fight for the falling, all the proceeds, a hundred percent of the proceeds are gonna go towards, um, gun violence and also the families of the victims of that Madden tournament at the landing. So, a really cool cause. Um, really cool thing. I mean, I think tickets are already sold out, but, um, I'm sure that you can, you can stream it to bleacher report or something like that. So you can definitely check it out. And also WWE is going to have their own thing, uh, going toe to toe with Ollie wrestling on Saturday as well, where they're going to feature some of their NXT stars. So some like their minor league guys, but this is kind of the reason why I have a conspiracy theory. And this all started from when we talked to Conrad Thompson a couple days ago. And I actually I took Brent's advice, and I went back and watched some of our shows, and I watched the Conrad Thompson interview. And I couldn't help but notice, and I don't know Conrad personally, my first time talking to the gentleman, but he's big in the wrestling world. And I couldn't help but notice he seemed extra excited that he had some big news to share about the Grilling JR's um, podcast live. Tonight. Tonight at the Ramada. Uh, yeah, in. 10 o'clock, by the yeah, way. And he said you can see it in person or you can hear about it all around the world. Oh. So that led me to believe, well, and I get it. You're a wrestling, you know, you're in promotion. So sure. You're trying to hype people up. Mm -hmm. But I take the man for his word. So then I start thinking about, well, what could break? What could happen today that would leave people talking about it where, you know, he'd be talking about it that night on the podcast? And then I remember asking the question about Chris Jericho. And for those of you that don't know, Chris Jericho, one of the biggest names in all-eat wrestling, one of the biggest names in wrestling entirely. the Ayatollah of rock and roll. Yeah. Chris Jericho no-showed. uh Conrad Thompson's event at StarCast, because um, Chris Jericho was supposed to do a podcast on Sunday after the All Elite Wrestling Double or Nothing, no showed. And when I asked you Conrad Thompson about it, uh, he didn't, he, he just said no comment. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to believe that Chris Jericho may owe Conrad Thompson one. Okay. With that being said, I think Chris Jericho might be on I with not Now, this is just speculation, this is just tinfoil hat. I'm not confirming anything. But then I think about Chris Jericho, Stuart, and here's where it gets pretty
0: wild and fun. Not scheduled to fight on Saturday, but he is scheduled to make to a talk. speaking, alive, mic experience. So he's going to be in town, correct? That is, that, that would, I would put that together if to you, say yes.
1: And listen, the reason I'm so into wrestling, I mean, yes, the, it's the athleticism, it's the it's the storytelling, but it's, it's also the in-ring psychology. Yeah. And if you follow Chris Jericho's career, especially in New Japan Pro Wrestling, you always know that... Whenever he's set to face off against somebody, for instance, Adam Page, um, At in All Chi- Out Chicago. And, and Chicago for for the heavyweight, uh, heavyweight belt, uh, it's gonna be the, the first time the heavyweight matches in place. Whenever Chris Jericho faces somebody, he usually gets a couple cheap shots in, especially as a heel before the event. And seeing how and he is no doubt a heel in this promotion, and he is a heel yes. in this promotion, and seeing how there's no Weekly show to kind of build up this matchup a little bit. I feel like eventually Chris Jericho has to intervene with Adam Page. I like it. Um, to try to, you know, build the fight a little bit because Adam Page is a fairly new guy. Well, one could argue, yeah, Chris Jericho can intervene tomorrow at fight for the fallen, but guess what? He's already slated to be there. So that's not really any shock and awe. Yeah. So the fact that Adam Page is throwing out the first pitch tonight hmm. at the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp game. And I know this is a lot of conspiracy theory talk, but I'm just going with me here. No, we're going with it. We're we're all here in. here's what I see happening. I see two things. Either when he throws the first pitch, he throws it to the catcher who's wearing like full catcher's gear. Okay. And it turns out like, you know, at the end when they sure. give each other a hug, yep. it's gonna be Chris Jericho and he's, like- and he's gonna beat the crap out of Adam okay. Page. Yep. Or number two Chris Jericho is going to be the mascot. Uh, what's the mascot's name? You've got two to choose from.
0: There you go. What do we got? You got Scampy, the shrimp. Scampy. As well as Southpaw, the dog. Ooh. Well, regardless. Okay. I think that Chris Jericho. I will say the mascots usually don't come out till the second inning of the game. But I'm saying if okay, they're there yeah, little... for for
1: Adam Page's, sure. uh, if he's there, you know, throw out the first pitch, yeah. maybe they're there celebrating, okay. and all of a sudden Chris Jericho shows up and once again beats the crap out of Adam Page. Just speculation. This is all just me staying up like at eleven thirty last night just thinking and watching Conrad Thompson talk to us. So
0: that's my uh that's my tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. It's been a while since we've seen wrestling at the baseball grounds. Yes. Uh under previous ownership, they used to do the uh little person wrestling as yeah. as one of the promotions. Um it would be like uh what is it, uh, St. Patrick's Day in July they would mm-hmm. do. And so they would have them fight over a lot yeah. of gold. It was but be honest, I mean, a little offensive, but you probably, know, it's part of it. It's part of it.
1: And the, Mike is, uh, it's probably not it going to happen. Like I'm that's probably, fine. I'm probably way off, sure.
0: but how, I mean, that's kind of a good idea though, that's right? Not bad. Like, I, I like, could,
1: I could be a pretty good writer. No, you'd be a tremendous writer. Yeah, Cause imagine it. ESPN would cover that like, Oh, minor league baseball game breaks out with Chris Jericho. I mean, it makes you wonder. And then why, why wouldn't you have Cody Rhodes throw out the first pitch? Because Cody Rhodes is really the face mm-hmm. of All Elite Wrestling. He's the, the president of All Elite Wrestling. Why would you have Hangman Page do it? They're really pushing him.
0: Yeah, they're, yeah. they are pushing him, but like I said, I it, like, it I makes like you this. wonder. I, I'm enjoying this uh, this tinfoil hat action.
1: That's, that's what I do for big events, man. It's tremendous. I'm, I'm, all, yeah. that's good. I'm right. a fan. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, that was kind of no, a sidetrack no, there. No, no, yeah. you. We, Sidetrack all you'd like. (laughs) Uh, We'll continue balling and falling, and we might get into a little more AEW later on in the show, but uh, my balling's coming up next, and it's a uh, a local athlete doing something that not many people have done before. Interesting. We'll have that coming up next here on ESPN 690. I'm still recovering
1: from that. Conspiracy Theory Breakdown. Ooh, see, it was good. Guys,
0: no, well, it was good. Here,
1: Here's my philosophy, because so far I'm for two. I said Conor McGregor was going to come out for uh, WrestleMania. He didn't. And then yeah. I said the four horsewomen with Ronda Rousey were going to come out. Shayna Baszler, Jessamyn Duke, Maria Shafir were going to come out and battle Bayley, Sasha Banks uh charlotte and becky and that didn't happen either so I'm, I'm over two but i feel like if i just keep shooting my shot eventually one's gonna stick so
0: i have no doubt that one of them's gonna be correct I, eventually and then i'll, I'll look like a point, genius yeah and then, and then be a you'll genius. just point to that one
1: yep and that's all you need and that's, that's all you need that's how sports media works especially sports media and in the terms of wrestling i was so. gonna
0: say let's sports entertainment media is what yeah. i would say for wrestling there we go uh I've always, I've always liked that they call it sports entertainment because it is obviously extremely athletic and you get that sports side, but it's it's entertainment and it's fun. It's fun. It's yeah. good, good good fun.
1: Yeah, for sure. But the same thing can be said now with MMA as well, where it's sports entertainment because yeah. the, the best athletes aren't necessarily getting the, the, the biggest shots. It's the guys that are usually the most vocal that can make a spectacle of it
0: all. So but I it, think there's a form of sports entertainment with fighting, too. You still don't know. You still know who's don't know who's going to win going into it though. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, but as a fan, you don't know who's going to win. Yeah, I would say I, I that get is it. entertaining sports. Okay, how's that? Oh, I'll give that to you. All right. All right. So we've speaking, been, of, uh, speaking of entertaining. Yeah.
1: How, how are you going to counter my ball balling, which was my conspiracy theory for all wrestling. What is your balling?
0: Look, we're we're uh, we're in different weight classes, friend. So I never I never have to like make mine better than yours. Oh no, I'm you're, just kidding. You're a heavyweight. I'm uh what what weight class would I be in?
1: Uh, well, first of all, you have to divulge how much do you weigh.
0: I'm not going to tell you. If you okay, had to guess based was, on looking at me. If I was to guess how much uh you don't have to say it out loud. You just have to say the weight class, and I'll feel good about it. Bantam weight. Whoa, 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 whoa! Bantam weight. That feels like really small. Yeah, it is. I don't. I don't think I weigh that little. Bantam weights. Oh, that's that's one twelve to one eighteen. <laughs> well, I'm talking about if you want to on. No, see here's here's where no in the Euro, in Sorry, UFC I was looking at boxing. Yeah, MMA. In the UFC, it's one twenty six to uh, it's one thirty. I think it's one thirty five. is bantam weight. I haven't been one thirty five since like sixth grade, man. But I'm saying like
1: if you want to fight somebody, what I could see you
0: fighting at? Are you talking about just oh, off the I bat think- right now? I know. Like
1: how much you weigh right now? I'd probably put you at lightweight then.
0: Okay. Well, t- I'll take that. That's fine. Yeah. Let's go lightweight. Yeah. That, that sounds a lot better than bantam weight. I just thought you were trying to cut some weight, man, and get ready to roll. I mean, you're always, I'm always in a state of trying to cut weight. Yeah. That's certainly part of it. Okay. Uh, I'm not trying to, to gain weight like Cruz. <laughs> Add muscle for that big fight that's coming up, right? You got a big fight coming up, Coos? Oh yeah. You fighting in Tallahassee too?
2: I'm fighting a whole bunch of beers this weekend. Okay, <laughs> that <a> baby. <laughs> that's
0: the spirit. <laughs> All right, so balling. Uh, of course, you came out with some some great conspiracy theory action. Yeah, cool going to be balling. going to be balling this weekend with uh, uh, definitely some be ballin'. some beer fighting. What do you uh, got for balling? My ballin' goes to the former UNF Osprey and Clay High School alum, Drew Weeks. Uh, Drew Weeks playing minor league ball. Currently a outfielder for the Albuquerque Isotopes. I like that. Who are, of course, of great fame because of the Simpsons. Simpsons, yes. Yeah. Uh, the Springfield Isotopes, of course, moved to Albuquerque. Uh, Drew Weeks, in the second inning of a game, uh, went out and hit a solo home run to start off the inning. This was yesterday. He came up again later in the inning. With the bases loaded. Swinging a line drive left field. Getty's back near the wall. Turns. It is gone. Drew Weeks, hand in the air. Big clap as he rounds first base. He has hit a grand slam. 9 0 Albuquerque. Weeks has hit two home runs in one inning. And a big smile for Weeks. Be a little more excited calling the game, though, huh? Now, I will say, that was We the, had that. We we talked about this. That was the oh. El, El Paso broadcaster. Oh, so that was the opposing so, team. I said game, the same thing. I was like, the, the guy game, hit two <laughs> home runs in one inning. The game was in El Paso, so he was not enthused. I
1: gotcha. Uh, okay, that makes a little more sense,
0: then. And, and Well, really, the problem for him is that he had seven more innings to broadcast, and his team <sighs> was losing nine to nothing.
1: So let me ask you that question, Stuart. Yes. Have you ever encountered that? And by the way, I I, that's a that's a ball one. I mean, to say the least, a hey, grand slam and a
0: back-to-back Dong Libbies in one inning. Two Dong Libbies and back-to-back A B. Oh, it sounds
1: good off inning. your lips, man. Nice, nice work, nice work. Yes. But have you ever encountered the problem where you're calling a game?
0: Yes. And it's a blowout, but you still yes. I'm sure you have to sound a th- enthused to be professional. It's a lot easier for it to be a blowout in soccer too, by the way. Yeah. Because the second it's three nothing. You're just Everyone's like, off. you're just like, oh my gosh, we've got sixty more minutes in this game. You know, <laughs> I have to come up with stuff to talk about for that long. So yeah, no, I've done it. It's, it's a challenge. But uh, it's I'm a gonna, challenge the other way too. I was going to ask you the uh, other side of the I coin. Call, I called an Armada game. Uh, I want to say it was either last year or the year before, and they won seven to nothing. Wow. Which was awesome because I got to call seven goals, which was sure. more than I think I called the first two years combined. <laughs> Uh, and it was just it was cool because I kept scoring time after time, yeah. And uh, and it just got to the point where I was just like, man, what, what are we, what am I gonna talk about now? I just have to keep going and going. And uh it was it was cool, you yeah. know. We we got to pump them up a little bit for once instead of being like, well, our score is four to nothing, right? You know, yeah. you didn't have to like grind your teeth and like try to ignore the fact that it was it was not pretty out there at that point. So that's my ball and Drew Weeks now of the Albuquerque. Isotopes.
1: So did the isotopes from the Simpsons come first, or did the isotopes from Minor League Baseball minor like the, league Baseball. They came first after the Simpsons. Like, I, I'm saying like what came first, the Simpsons mm. or the real team? That's a good question. I I feel
0: like it used to be a different team name in Albuquerque and then when the show did it, they're like, Well, let's change it to the isotope. Okay, gotcha. I think that's what happened. Okay. I could I could be wrong. Okay. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Hey, we actually got a caller on the line. Let's bring in submarine Mike. Oh. The, the man with Hello, the, the whiteboard, our, oh, the whiteboard our, man, our I know. Whiteboard champion. Summary, Mike. What's going on? Hey guys, what's up? Hey Austin, you may be onto something with Jericho at Grill and Jr. Live. Oh tonight. yeah, we got what
1: another you, one. Why, 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 why do you say that? Because I listened to the most recent episode of
2: Grill and Jr. That came out today. Okay. Earlier today, I I have not listened
1: to
2: it yet. Uh, of course, they were promoting the show tonight and uh, he said there's going to be a special surprise disc because, you know, the guys are in town. There you may be
1: There it is. Lock it in right now. Jericho is going to attack Paige at the Jumbo Shrimp game, and then after that game, because it's so late for the JR's podcast, he's going to go on JR's podcast and talk about it. You heard it here first, folks, ESPN 690. Submarine Matt- Mike's got my back, and I appreciate it. I absolutely. Well, that's whiteboard more guys got us together. Oh, without a doubt, we man.
0: We need to stop shooting. We make our own tag team. Without a doubt, I like it. That, that'd be a hard tag team to beat, right there. You better believe it. <laughs> I appreciate you calling in, though, submarine Mike. Thank you, man. Good stuff there. Uh, of course, remember, you can always call in. Star Star six ninety is how you do it. If you also believe the tin tin foil hat believers on a people. Now, I mean, man. it's it's what we do here <laughs> uh, on ESPN six ninety. Yeah. Uh, good stuff there. I actually wanted to. How many people are going to the going to the match? Uh, give us a ring. Let us know yeah. that you're uh, you're attending the fight for the Fallen uh, or whatever else your plans are for the the sports <laughs> I weekend. Some, uh, <laughs> I just want to talk some – I just want to see what people are let's, doing let's this weekend. Let's talk some weekend plans. Hey, guys. Yeah. Bad you, weather maybe. we we'll What are you guys up to? Actually, yeah. I want to talk about Fallen. Yeah.
1: And, uh, and you're up. Let's get got? it, man. So, Fallen, uh, let's get a little NFL talk. We haven't really okay. done that yet. Yeah, no, we're uh, gonna get it. Oh, so, we got some
0: movie trailers coming oh, up. We got so some we'll movie get trailers in, so. coming
1: up. But, uh, so the owners have brought an idea to the table that is gonna be presented with the new CBA. And basically, what the deal says And this is falling, so you know where my head's at right now. But what the proposal says is that they're going to add two more games. So it's going to be an 18-game regular season. But there's going to be a rule in place where the NFL players can only play in a maximum of 16 games per season. So... Yeah, I mean, I know we're getting ready to go this break here pretty soon. I want people to kind of digest that a little bit. I'll tell you my first thoughts right off the bat. I understand where the NFL comes forward and says that they care about player safety number one. And limiting players to only play in 16 games doesn't change anything from the player standpoint. But imagine being a fan where you go to a game and you expect to see, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. I mean, pick your star player. Nick Foles, and all of a sudden that guy's not playing because
0: of this silly
1: rule. Because of the silly rule. Yeah. So go and think about that a little bit, ponder it, and we'll get into
0: that next on ESPN 690. And if you keep listening until Monday, Brent Martineau will be back.
1: Yes. Just uh, keep listening, and we promise he'll be back soon enough. I say just keep listening think think you forever. Your page. Yeah, that's, that's true too.
0: Yeah? Yeah. I mean,. I won't be hosting next week, but I'll be making appearances. Of course. As I like to do. Yeah. Pop pop in on the show. And we have fan favorites like Marcel as well. Marcel Robinson, uh, noted fashion expert (laughs) in his own mind. (laughs) Certainly. uh, No doubt about that. Uh, Big thing we've been mentioning today and talking about all across the Cox Media Group family is the annual WOKV Carathon. Uh, It is currently going on right now on WOKV on the fm side sure you know our call letters are wokv they had no idea We're WOKV. to be honest do what call letters even are okay but. we're, we're wokv am okay because they used to have the the signal on both fm and am of the news station okay um now they're just fm and we use the am signal gotcha 690 gotcha anyhow that's unrelated <laughs> to the carathon i'll explain to you what call letters are in a second yeah uh but the carathon going on till six o'clock um, and they're raising funds right now for the Child Cancer Fund of Northeast Florida. Great cause. Uh, helps local childhood cancer patients and their families. And certainly you can call in and donate money. Uh, it's 855-636-6877. You can also go online, ESPN690.com. We have a link there. And you're able to bid on some pretty cool auction items. I bring this up because since the start of our show – Someone has bid an additional bid on our in studio experience. That's awesome. Yeah. So hopefully it's not my mom because she can just come visit me regardless.
1: Yeah. Maybe she misses me and just wants to come say hi. That's but it's, hey, but it's also for a good cause. So it can't
0: be made absolutely. At her if so it uh, her. get on there, keep bidding. Uh, I will send out that link here in a little bit. Uh, and you get the chance to come into the studio, check us out, and then. You get to see the TV side of it as well. For sure. Uh, tell me a little bit about the uh, the whiteboard, whiteboard we got going on today. Whiteboard,
1: uh, where people can check it out on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube. Um, are you a Naruto fan? Or Naruto?
0: I, I've heard of it. It was not one of the animes that I okay. uh, partook. Pretty in. good. Okay. And, and now there's a new one called Boruto. So it's a... Uh, what is it? There's uh, an, they just replaced B. the end with they,
1: a B? They, they put a B in it, and now it's like the next generation of kids. Okay. Yeah, I'm All watching right. that currently. Uh, but my whiteboard, and this is this all ties together here, sure. is uh says storming Area 51 is a giant game of Red Rover, and I'm all in. Okay, Stuart, what are you doing September
0: 20th? That's a long time
1: from now. I know, what? I know, and this is not my a... style to to try to make plans so far in advance because I I fly by the seat of my pants, but. We might have to make a plan here. We're we going to have to make a, an ESPN 690 trip uh, September
0: 20th. It looks like I might be joining 400,000 people.
1: Yes. Uh, 400,000 people have signed up to Storm Area 51. And basically what's going to happen is is all these people, including me and Stuart, and maybe Kuz, if he wants I just to come you. I two, just
0: looked at a calendar. It's a Friday night. I'm going to be covering high school football.
1: Okay. Well, then me and Kuz will do this. Yeah. But we're going to go to Area 51. And 400,000 people are literally going to take off at the exact same time, and we are going to break in to Area 51. I feel like I have been training for this my entire life. Ever since my preschool class, we played Red Rover. I could not be stopped, and I imply the security the military, of very fifty-one, to try to stop me from finding the truth, and I'm—I I will be twitching, or I'll be streaming this the whole time. My as favorite
2: well. is their logic. They can't stop all of they us. They can't stop all of us. they, yeah. sh- they sure can. <laughs> it's sh- just like a game of Red Rover. I promise you, they some can. Kids.
1: I'm just saying, it's just like the game of Red Rover. Some kids are
0: going to take some hits, okay? But there'll be a couple. <clears throat> me, maybe Coos. All right, I'd uh, like to counter this. It's a Facebook event, of yeah. which four hundred thousand people have listed going. Sure. I list going to Facebook events all the time that I don't go to. Well, you know what? I had 100% turnout for my bachelor party on my Facebook event, so you'd be surprised. You probably should have made the semifinals at Wimbledon and then seen what happened. That's a good point. But, uh Koozie, down to go to
1: Area 51, September 20th. I say we do the show from there. Not really sports-related. <laughs> once right? we're in. Yeah, once we're <laughs> Literally get through security, get to the military, and then set up shop.
2: Hey, do you guys have Wi-Fi? we got to connect the <laughs> router.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, September 20th, everybody, mark your calendars. We are going to storm Area 51 because the truth is out there.
2: And if Welcome if, to if,
1: Earth. If, if, if you think I got that from X-Files? You're mistaken uh back to our Fallen segment. Now the show has kind of fallen a little bit. I hope the um, ratings haven't. yes I, I brought up a little bit of uh, the NFL. Yes the, the owners have brought um a new I guess just idea uh, in terms of the CBA where they want to promote 18 games and in those 18 games, each NFL player can only play a max play a maximum of 16 games. A couple issues here. There's a bunch of issues. Oh, okay, yes. A lot of issues. Number one, <laughs> cool, the players will make more money, obviously, because it's more games. And the NFL makes more money because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about for the NFL. Do they get paid for
0: the games they're not playing in? I, I'd assume so, yeah, okay. yes.
2: So, I kind of like it from like a backup quarterback standpoint. Like, there's two games now that you— You want to see backups playing no, in the but, NFL? But you have to strategically play a backup for two games at some point in the season.
1: No, exactly. But here's and then here's my issue with the Docus. Think about all, like all the gamesmanship that goes on right. in the NFL now. Like where we don't know uh, what guys are playing until like literally the last minute. So how do you plan on selling tickets to casual fans where if it's towards the end of the season and all of a sudden you, Tom Brady may not play, Nick Foles may not play, you just don't know. And then also you have to remember you're putting players at risk, and by risk I mean. You're not gonna sit your starting lineup at the exact same time. You have or to. Or do you? No, you you absolutely the, the roster can't handle that, Coos. If you're if you're right, if you're to set your, your entire starting offense, uh, you couldn't have a team. So then all of a sudden you're starting to ask, well, all right, let's set our left tackle this game. But but now. Your quarterback's exposed.
2: And I'm I'm not defending this. I'm just Sounds trying like I'm, just, I'm trying to find he didn't the
1: paid from the NFL. I, mean, <laughs> I know it. I knew I'm it. Roger to, back pocket. I'm trying it. to find the the,
2: the cool that aspects that would change, right? Like but it would be so you have teams that essentially have either already made the playoffs, you know, at the point where it's like, all right, we're already in the playoffs, now we can start potentially resting resting these players. Yeah. And then you'll have teams that have to fight for it. So then those are the teams that'll have to have to strategically pick and choose when players are out or in. I just I think
0: it's a it's a stupid proposal. It's great for Madden. Yeah,
2: it's That's great a,
0: for This is a video game proposal. I know. This is a video this game proposal. It's not a real life proposal. It's going to kill the world of fantasy football too. Ah. <sighs> Yes. Yes, it would.
1: So, uh, honestly, I just think I think it's a horrible idea. I mean, I would love to sit here and talk NFL and this topic for the next hour or so, but let's be honest. I think there's really there's the only co- the only pros that come from it are yeah, you make more money, but you can make more money other ways as well.
2: But in terms of fantasy, if you can find that one guy that's a backup that's gonna play Star right, calm minutes, down. It's not
1: happening. It doesn't matter. It's it's not happening. i <laughs> will tell you right now, this rules. I'm telling you right now, Brad Trudell is. Kuz in his back pocket. Kuz is getting paid by Roger Goodell. No, I'm just saying there's some positives that would be
2: kind of cool from a fan perspective.
1: Wow. I never thought I'd see the day that Kuz was a Roger Goodell Tell Roger Goodell
0: and the guys at CONCACAF to get out of that production booth (laughs) right now.
1: Get out of that earpiece that you're listening to. No, I, I think it's an absolute stupid idea. Yes. I mean, I get the terms of making money, but like I said, you have to remember that fans are going to go to games, and hey, not everyone's a season ticket buyer. So you talk about the fans that go to the one-and-done games, all of a sudden they don't see their favorite players? Well, They're going to be
0: pretty pissed. It's a good thing this is never happening.
1: Uh, exactly, yeah. So let's stop talking about it then, right?
0: <laughs> You're falling, Stuart Weber. My falling, it's the Australian cricket team. <laughs> what are you doing? How can you put up only 223 runs against England and just get absolutely smashed in the semifinals of the Cricket World Cup? 223 are you, runs? Are you kidding
1: me? 223 runs? That's it.
0: England dropped a 226 spot on him sure. in only 32 overs. Are you serious? It's not bad. Not bad. 32 overs isn't bad. Like, you, get, I don't get, you get fifty, well, by the way. Oh, I know. Oh you, my goodness! Who
1: you, look who you're talking to.
0: Whew. It sets up Sunday's final England versus New Zealand cricket World Cup. Tune in. What, what do you What do you think is going to happen? And then the final people are going to fall asleep in the stands. Cricket
1: expert, you think Crick. it's going to
0: be a low score? It's scoring? cricket. I mean, it's, it's a really long day. Um, I, I don't know, no, man. Not... I got to I got to give it to the home team. I got to give it to England. Two twenty six against just two outs. In 32 overs? I know, Are it's you insane. kidding me? It's absolutely insane. Uh, wow. What's your final score prediction? I could see, I could see New Zealand getting up to about the 300 mark. See, that's what I was leaning towards but, too. But they're hitting, they're they're batting second. So yeah, I think yeah. It, I think uh-huh. England goes out there and really paces it, like really does well. I would say they put up like a, I don't know, 340. Okay. Like they go bananas. Go ahead and put it down for me right now. I got New Zealand winning
1: two seventy nine to England's two forty. You think England um, can gonna, only muster a two forty? Yeah, yeah, especially with only thirty two uh overs yeah, against those yeah. bowlers from New go, Zealand. Go and give me thirty two overs all day with the things we were talking about. And uh yeah. Big big hitters on New Zealand. They play good defense. I like my chances. You remember how we talked about where um in <laughs> sports broadcasting and journalism, how you shouldn't like just say things. You should have some uh, knowledge behind them. Sure, that's currently
0: what I'm doing right now. In okay. case you didn't notice. See, I think England has some amazing wicket takers. Sure, and they know what to do. They know what to do. They know how to get it done. What, is this croquet
1: or is this uh, what are we playing again? Cricket. 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 I, our, fr- our friend I, Andy, who listens to overseas, is all about the Dude, cricket. Dude, he's like telling his friends right now, ESPN 690 is the place to be. Well,
0: when we did the poll the other day, and we were talking about what sport is the best to listen to Somebody on the radio. Somebody chimed in
1: with cricket. Andy chimed in with cricket. But isn't it like a 10-hour event? Oh, yeah.
0: How is... Okay. I'm, G- I'm, not, gonna, in, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to
1: judge other people's likes and dislikes.
0: I actually, I actually enjoy watching some cricket. It's it's good background going To be honest, never watched a single minute of cricket. We're gonna It looks intriguing. It is. We'll have yeah. to take you out to the field sometime. Is it? I've never been you, on a cricket you field. Can hurt or not? Is it like a pretty rough game? Um, not with a person with the ball. The ball's really yeah, hard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, you just you don't have a glove. You got to catch it. Yeah, bare hand. Well, cricket, everybody. No one does it better than Stuart Weber here on ESPN 690. Jacksonville Cricket Club, give us a call. We'll get Austin Lane out on the field and uh, Uh, show him a wicked googly. Okay. All right. We'll we'll keep the show going next. Uh, I think we're done with cricket. You're saying a lot of words. I don't understand. ESPN 690. Yes, one more hour of Action Sports Jax Radio on ESPN 690, and then it's the weekend, folks. Did you just get that marker all over yourself? Yep, there it is. Oh, boy. It's a bummer, man. Just, just drop the just marker drop right on the shirt. marker
1: on my gray also shirt. Also known as
0: pulling a coos. The the one day I decided
1: to wear a shirt that's not black, and it just completely backfires for me.
0: What are you going to do? At least it's not spaghetti sauce, and at least you're not wearing it tomorrow.
1: Well, you're not going to know if i wear it tomorrow or not, because I probably true. won't see you. You never know. I might. It's a, it's a comfy shirt. You're not going to wear that tomorrow. No, I'm not going to so. wear it tomorrow. I, I promise you I won't. Okay. But, yeah, and speaking of style, I mean, uh, we're, we're going to have Mr. Plantain Republic himself, Mr. Brent Martino, will be back Monday uh, gracing us with his presence. Well, oh, yes. Yeah, so like, Did I miss that joke? Yeah, because, so, okay. you know, he says he wears Banana Republic. Okay, B- sure. But but it's, I've seen the labels. They're all knockoffs. So, uh, Plantain. So, so I call it Plantain Republic. I like that. And, yeah, Brent will be back Monday. Yep. Um, We'll go with the old lineup,
0: the, the old dependable, and we'll be joined I, by Stewart every once in a while. I asked him if he wanted to call in today. He's like, no. No. <laughs> He's good. So he's good. Man. He's on that vacation. He's he, uh, earned it. He watched some baseball yesterday. Went to a Cape Cod league. Game. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's a summertime league for college players. Cool. Uh, they go up there to Cape Cod T- to go to Rhode Island, right? You're talking about here, or uh, is Cape Cod in Rhode Island? Coos, do you know? Coos isn't listening. No, he's Kuz Kuz watching, watching TV. Something. He's watching Game of Thrones in there. Cape Cod is. It's in Massachusetts. Okay. Close enough. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, you know. I haven't lived up there. I yeah. don't know. Yep. I know I knew it was up in that that region. That, for sure. That northeast area. For Anyhow, sure. so they have a really good baseball summer league for college kids. Okay. And so it's really good baseball and I know Brent went to one of those games. Well, and yeah. one would
1: assume that since Brent is on vacation, he is. He is living it up a little bit. He's rocking that plantain republic to full effect. Sure.
0: And I'm sure he's probably enjoying some happy hours as well here. Hmm. Is it five o'clock? It sure is. What does that mean, Coos?
1: a drink, get a shot, and sip your star tenders. And before you go, Stuart, I just want to say, I've probably heard this song now, I don't know, over a hundred times. A couple times and, now. and you know what? It hasn't gotten old yet. Like, I'm still jamming along to it. I'm still nodding my head. Um,
0: I like that song, dude.
1: As opposed to Old Town Road, I heard it 20 times, and I'm good. I'm all set. I,
0: w- I will say the song is catchy and refreshing, much like a locally owned tequila right here in Jacksonville, made in tequila, Mexico, shipped directly to Jacksonville Beach, I'm of course talking about Vita de Louis tequila. Make your own recipes with Vita de Louis, the smoothest tequila you will ever taste. For locations, recipes, and merchandise, visit vitadelewis. dot com and be sure to drink responsibly. Coos, go ahead and save
1: that audio that we just did and put it in the Stockton to Malone highlight tape because that is how you do a segue. I was kidding. You don't have to really save it.
0: Okay. No, okay. <laughs> no. Actually, actually, save that though. I need, save it. I no, need that for my resume tape. It's gonna be on the resume. why well,
1: are, are you planning on leaving us? Where are you going, man? It's always good to keep your tape ready. I got you.
0: And okay. I don't have a radio tape at all. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, go on Twitter and check me out. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a tape either, but yep. yeah. I don't know I'll how do. that. I don't know if that's how that works in radio. All good. Probably it, does. Uh, Kuz, uh, Kuz knows. Air checks. Yeah, air they're checks, called air they, checks. Okay, they do the whole thing. Getting uh, getting to
1: some news around the NFL though, and just around in sports in general. We talked about Melvin Gordon a little bit yesterday, and there was actually some new developments, and more of just um, rehashing some old stuff that Melvin Gordon said about the whole Le'Veon Bell situation, and I, th- I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, I guess he a story came out where he texted Le'Veon Bell when Bell was holding out last year with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Melvin Gordon said something along the lines of, hey, man, you're not only doing this for yourself, but you're doing this for all of us. And he said, I, I completely support you. And it's funny because I think, and this is even back when I played, Stuart, I'll, I'll be honest, like, in terms of, and not to say the Chargers and the Steelers are giant rivals, right? I mean, they're not. Um But I think, like, even when I played, I think it was kind of rare to uh, to interact with guys from different teams that, that you didn't really know, per se, even if it was another defensive end. Um, I think in the past couple years when you've seen the jersey swapping, you've seen the social media banter back and forth. I think that you're starting to see guys get more on the same page with each other. And that's a prime example with Melvin Gordon supporting Le'Veon Bell. Now, I think it's kind of a uh, – I mean, there is the – there's the small groups of football players, but then there's also the fraternity of running backs. And it's a position that we talked about yesterday a little bit where the running back doesn't last long. And the NFL stands for not for long, but then we're talking running backs as well, a position that has wear and tear on your body. Um, you know, you have to get your money where you can. So I just thought it was an interesting, um, thing being brought to the light. The fact that Melvin Gordon has always supported Le'Veon Bell. As I mean, as opposed, I'm sure a lot of players have supported Le'Veon Bell. I remember Reese Jones-Drew was on the NFL Network saying that he supported Le'Veon Bell's decision. And this begs the question leading up to the CBA coming up now, where back when I played, my, going into my second season, and the CBA presented itself, um, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'll be 110% transparent, we were not all on the same page. Um, guys did not do a good job of communicating what they all wanted. I think that when we signed the CBA agreement, I feel like not everybody was in the loop. Now, that's to say that's not maybe the NFLPA's fault. Maybe that's the player's fault. Maybe it falls blame on both sides, whatever it was. But I think if you look back now and you look at the way the CBA panned out up until this year, the owners got the better part of the deal. But now with what you're seeing... With this camaraderie, you're you're seeing players trade jerseys after the game. And I I know that may not mean a lot to some people, but it's showing me that there's a respect factor. Even against your opponent, even against your division rival, it's not like the old days where you hated who you played against. Now it's like you're all doing this together. You're in this thing together. And I think when you have that, you talk about the CBA coming up, I think that you're not going to see the players budge an inch. And I think this thing could be drawn out for a long time in 2020.
0: We had the discussion earlier in the show about rivalries and mm-hmm. you know how it's team versus team, player versus player, kind of has that players versus owners kind of feel to it. Anytime you do a CBA, yeah, and we're going more and more that direction. You you mentioned how it's like uh, guys didn't used to always buddy buddy up if they weren't on the same team. If they were no. just, I, I feel like more often than not, I keep seeing these uh, relationships formed because people have like the same agent. Like that's become far more prevalent to where, oh, they're both represented by the same agency, so they're hanging out, they're buddies. Yeah. You see that no, a lot you, more no, now.
1: no, you do. And, you know, there's a, there's a big thing with Jalen Ramsey here right now I'm making its rounds on Twitter where DeAndre Hopkins w- welcomed Russell Westbrook to, you know, to Houston. And uh, Jalen Ramsey said, dang, you know, I guess all the stars are going to Houston. And then, you know, uh, Hopkins kind of put him the, the, the handshake emoji kind of signifying, like, well, Jalen Ramsey should go to Houston. Those two are supposed to hate each other. Yeah, and of course, and then what there's the a heck? big outcry, like, oh, Jalen Ramsey's going to Houston. I wouldn't put too much stake into right. one emoji or, or, or to one, you know, Instagram post. But, you know, that's that's kind of shows you how the game has changed. Because I think even back when I played, where you had one of the premier corners, if not the premier corner of the division, going against the premier wide receiver of the division, usually they didn't get along. You know, I mean, I remember when I when I played the Titans, when I played the Texans, when I played the Colts, if we lost, there was no prayer circle after.
2: To be I, fair. I went to the locker room pissed off. Jalen and A.J. Green got into it. It's true. No, that's absolutely correct. Yeah, so it still happens a bit, right? Yeah, you still
1: get some scraps out there on the field. You get some scraps, but I think for the most part, though, overall, I think that the camaraderie in the NFL, uh, and I'm I'm talking about from like you know team per team. I'm talking about the collective camaraderie is as strong as it's ever been. And the biggest thing when you talk about a union that you want is that camaraderie, unity. Yep. Is the is it, they call it a union? Yeah. So the yeah. unity. Yeah. So. And I get it, it's 2020, we're still a year away But I think it's something to talk about oh, right now Oh, it's never because, too early to
0: talk about Yeah, it. because yeah. I
1: mean they are starting to you know talk agreements and things like that They are starting to get the dialogue moving But you look at what happened when I played back I think it was 2000, it would have been 2011 when the lockout took place And there wasn't a lot of budge from the players for a while And we actually missed training camp a little bit because of that And we missed the complete OTAs and mini-camps um, I think with what you have there where maybe guys were on the same page and it took that long, well, I think you could see it maybe lasting a little longer in 2020.
0: Yeah. Uh, a lot of players are dealing with a lot of similar issues right now uh, when you're talking about the the things that they face and, and why they all need to be on the same page. And, and we got into it in in the Melvin Gordon discussion. Do, do rookie deals need to be shorter? Mm-hmm. Do some of these things have to be changed? And, man, to be a fly on the wall in those discussions... Can only imagine just kind of how, how heated those those rooms are getting. Yeah. A, as they as they figure out the future, because there's so much money at stake on both oh, sides of this. Yeah. And there's plenty to go around, but each side's always going to want more. And, and here's a point too that hasn't really been brought up, um,
1: at least that I've heard. So like the reason why MMA or like the UFC doesn't have a union yeah. is because no one's on the same page. Because the guys like the, the top one percent fighters of the UFC, like the Conor McGregor's, the Nate Diaz's, um, the Daniel Cormiers, the John Joneses, they're making a hell of a life for them, okay? It's the bottom guys, you know, the guys that you never heard of before that are maybe making ten grand a fight, maybe twenty grand a fight. They're just trying to scrape by. They have to work another job just to support themselves at the UFC level. And when you don't have the higher end guys, the stars of the sport, supporting the guys that are on the bottom, well, then you don't have the dialogue and you don't have the unity. But with what you're seeing now in the NFL, and you didn't really see this necessarily so much back when I played with our lockout, is the fact that you have guys like Antonio Brown, you have guys like Le'Veon Bell, you have guys like Melvin Gordon, who are household names, who are big names in the NFL, who are choosing to believe in themselves and to ask for more money. So then when the CBA comes around and when when the union gets together and it's like, hey, what are some things we need to fight for? Those guys are going to be there. Like, yeah, you're going to have your reps from each team, you know, and basically for those that don't, don't know, each team in the NFL, they appoint one rep to, to represent the union. But now you have all these star players that want theirs as well, you know, and I think when you have that. A lot of interesting things can happen. But we have to remember, too, yes, the star players want their money. Um, the roster guys that are just trying to make a spot, they want their money. But also the retired guys like me, you know, the, the guys that maybe aren't doing so well in terms of health insurance or, or injuries. Those guys need to get a, a piece of the pie as well. So as long as everyone's on the same page, um, I think you actually might for once see the CBA work out in the players' favor.
0: Well, I'm on the players' side, not the owners'. I'm with Thanks, you. Thanks, dude. Yeah. I didn't see where We're on the owner side. I'm just. I'm I know. Just, I'm I know, standing behind I, you. I'm I know, your, I'm your corner man. I'm thanks, gonna. Dude. I'm gonna stay in the corner. I don't. I don't. Coos is like wiretapping all this to Roger Dell right
2: now, uh-huh. to trying to, to
1: shut us down. But
2: yeah, he's telling me to play out. <laughs> <laughs> well, play us out, then
0: Coos. Just play us out. <laughs> Who's well, gonna see Roger as a Green Day fan, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what the owners want: is a Green Day. Nicely. Full Segue of, number two. Suck them alone,
1: baby. Boom. Roasted. Hey, when we come back to ESPN six ninety,
0: little stay in your lane. Yeah, let's, and then, uh, let's do that next. And then maybe a
1: little game time coming up And then we'll, then we'll have, have some soon. fun.
0: All right, all right. That's next on ESPN six ninety. So we're gonna have one heck of a stay in your lane right now. What's up, man? You doing all right? I just looked it up. I just looked up what you're. Uh, we're about, what you're, about to talk yeah, about what you're about to talk about, and well, away we go. Pretty should I be nervous? nervous? Right? Yeah, you should be a little. You nervous. Might be a little.
1: Pretty aggressive though, right? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's get into it right All away. All right. Uh, uh, Austin, well, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Uh, cruise control first. Let's go with a little more on the lighter side of sports. Uh, gosh, please uh, do. Roy Englert um, has been living that cruise control life now. Who was that again? Roy
0: Englert. Okay. E N G. L A R T. So you you tell me what it is, no, no, I I like it. I just didn't know who it was and okay. I figured our do, listeners wouldn't want to hear it again,
1: Roy Englart. Do yeah. you know who, do you know who Roy Englart is? If you know who he is without reading the story, I will give you five dollars. Uh, Champion sailor of the year. I don't know. Close. Uh but he's been living the cruise control life now for the past nine decades. That's a long time. The ninety six year old Englart broke the five hundred I'm sorry, five thousand meter masters world record uh in the 95 to 99 age group with a time of 42 and 30 seconds. The previous record uh was 50 minutes 10 seconds. They haven't officially announced that that he's won it yet because I guess they have to wait for some testing, which leads me to the case, do they test for steroids
0: when you're 96 years old because this is not for the, the official time yet. So he ran a 5K in 42 and a half minutes.
1: Yes. But it's not official yet because they have to wait for the results to come back. Supposedly,
0: are they carbon dating him? What's the results? I, I have what no do we idea. I don't. I, I mean, they're just sending in the twenty three so, and me. Hey, what? Well, so so first of all, okay.
1: When you're ninety six years old, you're you're, you're balling. Like congratulations yeah, to him. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that you even can walk at that age. Hey, the fact that you're even alive at that age. To be honest with you, two thumbs up from from my end. Um, super impressive. But then to you know to run the five thousand meter. Well, I, I mean to jog the fi- to maybe walk the five thousand. I don't know what he's doing. Uh Whatever you did with the five thousand meter to get the world record, dude, that's awesome, man. That's that's very cool. So hopefully everything comes back. I mean, I feel, like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> dude if, well, you're, I just if you're ninety six years <laughs> old, go ahead and take all the testosterone. Go ahead and take all the TRT. Take all Absolutely. the animal. Take a giant cocktail because you've earned it, man. You're ninety
2: six years old. Live your life. A Vita de Louis cocktail.
1: Well, that too. Well, yeah. I was thinking more of the steroid kind of cocktail. But yeah, test some Vita de Louis too. It's, it's got no anabols, so he's going to be fine. No, yeah. Uh, so it's go. No, what is it? No. Uh, uh,
0: oh, aldehydes. aldehydes yeah. Sorry,
1: anabols or Aldehydes. Same thing. Not even close. But
0: yeah, so there you go. little, little 5K in 4230. Coos, could you do a 5K in 4230?
2: Probably. Yeah? Yeah, I'm pretty confident I could do that.
0: Okay. I mean, that's, what is that per mile? Not a lot. It's okay. like, yeah. yeah. It's uh, four, 13. I, I'm horrible. Oh, 14, yeah. 14 yeah. minutes. Probably. Yeah, but you
1: know what? Coos, you're not 96 years right. old. That's right. so yeah. yeah. And neither are you, Stuart. No. So stop being a bunch of haters.
0: No, I was just saying if Coos could do it. That's okay. all. Okay. Yeah, I bet Kuz could do it.
2: I'm not a hater. I'm just, yeah, I think yeah. I could do it. <laughs> yeah, I'd beat that guy's ass. <laughs> I, could,
0: I'd crush him. If he could, we'd put him in Kuz control. There uh, we go. All right. So pump your brakes now. Yeah, please, please pump them. We only
2: them. have one dumb button. OK, I'll well, pump then, these breaks, right. please. Well, what
1: would you do for a Kleinbach bar has always been a, not a, this has always been a catchphrase. And to be honest, I'd probably just buy one. And that's about it. I'm not going to do anything crazy for a Kleinbach bar. Same. They're pretty good, but they're, they're in come on. stores everywhere. Come on. Yeah. Well, the new question, apparently, is what would you do for a Super Bowl win? On Bustin' with the Boys, a podcast done by offensive tackle Taylor Lewan and former linebacker of the Tennessee Titans, Will Compton, head coach Titans of the Titans, Mike Vrabel, said that he would chop off his you-know-what
0: if the team won a Super Bowl like his hair what uh what is the uh, the you know what we're referring to here the the, the, the only <sighs> you know no, no, what not that, the hair hey, the, 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 <laughs> the, the
1: only the only you know what that you'd probably would never want to chop off we'll just if leave it at that if they won if they won the super bowl now it's I'm not just, even like
2: to get the win if they won the super bowl
1: is what he said on the aggressive on the podcast super aggressive hey mike Frabel, get an needle up Pump your brakes just a little bit. Please. Please yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, it's not I, worth it, man. I don't really have a lot of comments, and the best part was is he said, well, I've been married for 20-something years, so it is what it is. So, like, I, I don't... It is what it is. Yeah. Like, dude, like, I don't know. Mike, listen, Mike Frable is the old-school kind of mentality, the old-school type of coach. He can do it with whatever he wants. Now, I don't think of the Titans when the Super Bowl is actually going to do that, obviously. No, clearly. But, yeah. But the fact that it's on your mind, man... um, this guy's desperate for a Super Bowl win. You know, maybe like the, the first second practice, he starts slinging those balls in there really well. Is I that, just. And this show has reached a new low. <laughs> I. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you this question, Stuart. All right. Please what, do. What would you sacrifice for a
0: Jaguars Super Bowl win? I mean. Craziest thing that you would sacrifice? I mean, I'd have to work a couple extra weeks after the season. It's a lot more money than in your pocket. <laughs> it is, so I'm not sacrificing anything. Okay, I'm gaining. Um, wow, you'd probably have to ask like a diehard fan. But I'm asking you. I mean, I'm a I'm a unbiased member okay. of the media. All right, Coos,
1: you're not unbiased in any sense of the word. The 76ers win an NBA title. Oh man, what are Ooh. you? TJ, See, that's what you should have done. You and TJ yeah, McConnell's yeah. still on the team. Oh my! Oh, and TJ
0: McConnell's it. on the team to you know sweeten the deal a little bit. And he
2: invites you to the parade. Well,
0: mm.
2: oh man, we're we're cutting off pinkies at this point. <laughs> you, yeah. Okay, okay. 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 Here we're talking. Oh, Here it is. All
1: right. Seventy sixers win the NBA finals. TJ McConnell's on the team. He invites you to go on the float with them or uh, on the parade, whatever they're riding on. Who knows? What are you sacrificing for that kind of experience?
2: I don't need a pinky finger. You can take it. You take your pinky finger. Can I be, like, sedated and not in any pain when you take it off? Or, like, is it, like, some accident takes it? Um, you know what I mean? Like, I need the the details here. It would be me with a cigar cutter cutting it off. Oh, man. That's I'm like trauma. That's like <laughs> That's like for, trauma for the YouTube views. Then no. Way
0: too much thought has gone into this. Then oh, no. Dude, you, you cigar cutters. Well, that's
2: from like every
1: single mafia movie. Yeah. Okay, fine. Whoa. So say that, that, that you're sedated. Then surgically remove my no. pinky.
2: You're you're sedated and I have a cigar cutter. No. Damn it. <laughs> but if it, but I would I would I pinkies aren't that important. They're kind okay. of important. Pinkies. What it, what. Now,
0: every countdown you give us from back there is going to start at nine seconds. I'm not okay with yep. that. Sir, no, I have four seconds. I have four, four seconds. <laughs> four, 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 four seconds. I fully support what Kuz
1: is doing because you have to understand, man, it's it's not only about the championship, but it's about the experience. I mean, you saw like what with, with the, the U.S. Women's National Team has been through with their victory parade. Like, like imagine Kuz documenting all that and being one of the team. Like, there's a lot more money to make there. You'll well,
0: have no stability bowling. The left pinky is I essential. I don't think he's worried about bowling. I don't think just, a lot of people worry about bowling. I, I, I think he's I'll think find a way with,
2: to put some good spin on it. I mean, a, how can that you works. imagine the Driving okay. Dish
1: podcast? It would reach new levels with Kuz being part of the 76ers. So, Kuz, I, I support you. I'm a little bummed that I can't do it myself with the cigar cutter, but...
2: No, yeah. No, like, that's the thing is I, I don't want, like, traumatic situation to well, lose the pinkies.
1: well it's a dramatic situation for the 76ers to win and for you to go on the full with tj mcconnell
0: just saying yeah
2: no i know i'd remember that forever
0: yeah sometimes it takes a little sacrifice but all right good to know i'm not losing my pinkies for anything or anything fair enough even I a don't. pinky toe i need those i need i
2: how would i hang 10
0: <laughs> if i ever did theoretically go surfing yeah i, I would say uh, you could calmly hanging out now i would need to i would need to hang 10
2: you would hang nine
0: that's not good enough
2: <laughs> that's fair
0: you need the perfect ten.
2: Unless surfing's like golf, in that case you would be winning. You gotta get oh never mind. You gotta get a lower score.
0: <sighs> okay, Stretch Armstrong at it again over here. Yeah, yeah. really get really reach
2: for that. Thank one. you, thank you for saving me with the
0: tease music. <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. All right, we got some movie trailers coming up next. Yeah, so basically what
1: happened was I made the mistake of coming up with a game yesterday, uh spur-of-the-moment kind of thing. She kind of sprung it on us, so yeah. We each uh, have some movie trailers yep. coming up NFL season regarding some different teams around the league, and uh, I guess we're going to drop some of them when we come back from the
0: break. Experimental radio next on yeah. ESPN 690. All right, we're uh, we're hitting the seventh inning stretch of our uh, our show as it yeah, were. I didn't know what was going on there for a I second. I'm stretching out a little was, bit, okay. man. Just been sitting here for. I'm not like Coos; I don't go get water every ten minutes.
1: Whoa! I mean, I thought brabel's comments about winning a Super Bowl were aggressive,
0: but your stretching's right up there in the same ballpark. It hurt me to my core. I had to. Okay. Had to shake some of that stuff was,
1: out. Was uh was 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 that a pun that was intended as well or not?
0: Nah. Okay. Like oh, just because the core is stretching. Yeah, I get it. That's good. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, so to recap the day, mm-hmm. uh, big stories of the day. Of course, we got a uh, big trade in the NBA. Russell yep. Westbrook headed to Houston. Going to go play with, for the Rockets with James Harden. Yeah. The, it's going to be cameras in that locker room as well. I was to say. It's, can we do like a hard knocks for them for the for the Houston Rockets? I think
1: that'd be good. That's a great question of all the teams in NBA right now. Who should they do a hard knocks of if you have the opportunity? Would they call it hard fouls? I don't know. Um, sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, who would you pick though? I think you have to go with the Rockets. I mean, obviously the Lakers are intriguing because LeBron James. Yeah. But I'm, I'm really curious to see how Dan, you know, Mike Dantoni, Russell Westbrook and James Harden can all exist together.
0: You, yeah. From that perspective, yes. They'd probably do it in L.A. with one of the L.A. ones, though. I don't know. Oh, do you think Kawhi Leonard's must-see TV? <laughs> no, and I was thinking about the the Lakers, too. I mean, A.D. isn't, either.
1: Yeah, not really. No, I mean, James Harden's in the yeah. State Farm commercials. You know, I think yeah. he, he likes the, the camera. Harden and Westbrook, that would be entertaining. Go ahead and give me a Hard Knocks okay. of,
0: uh, of the Houston Rockets. All right, so that's one of the big stories, Russell Westbrook. You also have a couple semifinals in Wimbledon as Djokovic cruises past Bautista Agu. Yeah. Not in straight sets, but nearly. Uh, And Roger Federer takes down Rafa Nadal in the 40th meeting between these great rivals, which Mm -hmm. really gets us into talking about rivalries and some of the great ones in sports, some of the great ones we grew up around, and a little comment on the Twitters from our friend Bold City Cap. Bold City Cap tweeting in, rivalries amongst players are
1: just about dead, but... Rivalries will soon only exist between the fan bases, and I appreciate you giving me thumbs up because, yes, I have trouble saying that word. It's tough sometimes <laughs> you're, man. you're being kind of a, a bad person right now, Stuart. What are you talking <laughs> about? No, you, you killed it both times, I was, but i was uh, very proud of you. But, but listen, I I, I think Cat brings up a good point where, you know, the the feuds between the players it, it is kind of a dying thing. And it's like I talked about uh, two segments ago where you're starting to see a lot more camaraderie even than when I play. This is literally five years ago. Um, the landscape has changed and you're seeing, you know, fans, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's in person, um, they're the ones that are really keeping the rivalry ignited. And I wonder and, you know, I'm the wrong person to kind of comment on this because, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm a Jaguars fan. I played for the team. I want to see them do well. But I didn't grow up here, okay? Like, my fandom is tied to the fact that I played here for three years. Um, I wasn't here in 95 when the team first came here. So I'm not trying to say I'm a bandwagon fan or anything like that because, I mean, I'll I'll cheer for the Jags all day even though I'm not supposed to do that. But I'll be honest. I'm a former player. Well, Well,
0: Well, the way I've always looked at it, you don't we we don't in our business cheer for the team. But it's so much more fun to cover yeah. the team when it's winning than it's losing. But if we had to choose one or the other, sure. we would rather see them win. So, but here's my point though.
1: Like as a diehard Jaguars fan, does it get frustrating? Or maybe I'll ask who's with the Seventy Sixers here? Yeah. But as a diehard fan, so choose the Jaguars as an example. If you're a Jaguars fan and you're diehard, and you're at every single game, and you're cheering, and you're on Twitter, and maybe you're taking the brunt of a lot of tweets because the, the Jags got beat the previous week. They got embarrassed. Um, Lord knows that's happened a lot the past couple seasons set aside from 2017. But is it frustrating when you see guys exchange jerseys after the game that are division rivals? Like, Is it frustrating when you see you know, maybe like Jalen Ramsey talking to DeAndre Hopkins. And when you see Jalen Ramsey talking about the Tennessee Titans, because those those are those are the rivals, those are the guys you're supposed to hate um, as a fan and maybe as a player. So I wonder from the fans' perspective of how they actually feel about that. Like who's, for instance, who's the 76ers' biggest rival, would you say? Themselves. And, and I know basketball probably doesn't have the same fandom as an example here, but I'm just curious to see what you think.
2: I guess like Boston would be okay, up Boston's there. Boston's up there. Mediocrity. Okay. Yeah. So like so <laughs> so. Their I mean, rival. be honest. You're a, you're
1: a you're a big 76ers fan. How how would you feel if the 76ers, like a Ben Simmons, if Embiid, they were all buddy buddy with like well not anymore but like Al Horford or Gordon. Well, he's I mean, on the team yeah. now. Oh, he's on the team now. Sometimes I think of <laughs> any Seventy Six any Boston Celtics player if they were kind of chummy with each other. How would that make you feel? Like would it bother you at all? Or and just like whatever, as long as when I it comes it game depend, time, handle like, your business. At the end
2: of the game, if they're all buddy buddy, and it was like you know they went to seven, you know what I mean. But even then, like I feel like it would upset me. But then when when Marc Gasol was like you know pretty much hugging Embiid at the end of their game seven, I was not upset about. it. I was like, wow, that was really nice of him. Instead of being like, wait, don't let him touch you. They just beat us. You know what I mean? So. Yeah.
1: Just, I don't know. It's just it's, it's an interesting topic that I think uh, you know we'll get more onto
0: in the show because it's a good like one to I ask said, when we have fans on the show and I know we've done no, that exactly. with the with the Bold City folks before where yeah. we have them on. Uh, it's always a great topic. But with them. as a, as a former player, it's sure. just
1: um it's jaw dropping because I remember when we used to play the Colts. You know, I mean Daryl Smith, who was one of the quietest guys in the locker room. Dude, when we played the Colts and we were at home, Daryl Smith was the guy to to lead, like, the circle up um, on defense, you know, and, and he would give out these heartfelt speeches, like, this is the Colts, I and mean, it's Peyton Man, you know, that's back when the Colts were at the top of the division every year, but he's like, we gotta step everything up, you know, like, they aren't our friends, they aren't our homies, I mean, this is, this is the enemy, you know, and the enemy is in our house. And not to say the, the intensity of the game has changed, but I, I just think there's a different dynamic now, you know, where um, the camaraderie has has boosted in the NFL. But yeah. more uh, more topics to talk about later on uh, during the NFL season here on ESPN 690. But speaking of the NFL, and since it is Friday. It is and Friday. And man, we, we've been due for a game. We haven't played a game in a long time. Uh, I've
0: never played one. On yeah,
1: so this is your first game. Quick set the scene here. Um, I made the mistake of coming up with an idea yesterday off the top of my head, where since it's it's the age of summer blockbusters, you know, yeah. it's the, the age of the summer movies, the NFL season's coming up. We each took it upon ourselves to, t- to make two movie trailers, um, basically talking about a couple NFL teams. And these teams were random. Um I guess we'll spill the beans now. I ended up getting the New York Jets, Yep. and I got the Cleveland Browns. Yes. And, Stuart, who did you get?
0: Uh, I went with the Jaguars and the Dolphins.
1: Jaguars and Dolphins. And I think Kuz even did one himself, and he will be going with the Jaguars as well, right?
0: Huh. You can never have too much for the Jaguars.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you guys got it pretty easy in the shade, but whatever. That's fine because you know it sounds I, like we I, all picked three and said
0: one of them each would be the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, I I wanted a challenge,
1: so I went with two teams that weren't the Jaguars. With all the well, respect. we had all picked three. No, we, we did all do three, but then it turned out that we didn't have time to do all three. Okay. So then I dropped the Jaguars. We might not off, have so. time to do all two. Yeah, so the way we uh, uh, keep talking
0: about it, you want to go first with your first one? I can. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Who, who's your first one here? Do you want me to start with the Jaguars and then we can end with Coos's Jaguars? Do whatever you that, want to do. They're separated man. a little bit. All right. All right, give me some movie trailer. ESPN thirty for thirty movie trailer. Some, some, dramatic, movie trailer some or something. dramatic music here, Coos. It was a plan that was supposed to be foolproof. The Jaguar savior arriving just in the nick of time. Expectations reset, and a team forced to come together. There were highs, and there were lows. But when they needed a little luck, the horseshoe landed on the wrong side. Sideline. Football. We're talking about football. Coming this fall, a 9-7 and seven season. Starring Nick, the Super Bowl MVP Foles. Jalen, no hometown discount Ramsey. <laughs> and Leonard, please don't get suspended this year, Fournette. The Jacksonville Jaguars, coming to a stadium near
1: you. Holy cow. So, the reason I gave you a crazy look, I thought you were freestyling that. I do not know you had it written. I mean, I've written mine oh, down, Oh, I'm not common.
0: I can't freestyle
1: no, no, like that. No, I yeah. thought you were freestyling it, man. I don't want to go now. That's why you always go first. That uh, way yeah. you set the bar, baby. I, I, I made the classic mistake of uh, going yeah. second. Cool. Let's hear Jake. First. No, I'll go next. Nicely done. Thank you. Thank you. No, That's why I gave you the, the crazy look. I thought you were freestyling that
0: whole thing. That would thing. have been good if it was yeah, freestyled. Nicely done, man. Very impressive. We uh, so, we we write things like this on the TV side all the time. Yeah, for opens.
1: So I got the New York. Uh, I took the New York Jets. Yes. And um, yeah, cousin, we need to play that music eventually.
2: <laughs> oh, is it
1: the YouTube one? Yeah, so this is this is the YouTube song it's I'm going off. The because what? the 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 song also holds a meaning here to what I'm about to drop. So coming soon to a theater near you. Fifty years in the NFL. Only one Super Bowl to show for it. In the city of big dreams, this team has problems getting off the ground. Now with a new pilot, who couldn't fly in Miami, by the name of Adam Gase. When teams choose to go by air, the Jets chose to go by land, signing on Bell, who Gase already voiced displeasure for before the Jets even got off the ground. But whatever. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, no. The air, on the other hand, consists of a second-year quarterback not named Baker Mayfield, and a receiving core. That would make any fantasy football player retire from the game. This isn't some movie where the plane goes down and crashes on an island, where the survivors all work together and learn something about each other, only to have it all end up super confusing, but you feel like it ends in a good place, but you're not quite sure, but the message board said it was a good ending, so you believe it, like that TV show Lost. No, this is the real world and the National Football League. So you better buckle up and make sure those trade tables are in their upright and locked positions because the Jets are about to experience some turbulence. That's the movie's name. Turbulence. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Turbulence. Turbulence. And fade. Gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Turbulence. Turbulence. Whoo! <laughs> Hey, we got some more. Those are good. Yeah, I thought we did okay. That's good, it yeah. is. I like High five on that, dude. I Heck yes. Austin Lane, high five. I like it, dude. Boom.
0: was what'd you think? I like him. He's rewriting okay. his right now to yeah. try. Yeah, and get yeah it I'm searching it out now. <laughs> well, uh, hey, when we come back, we got a couple more. More movie
1: trailers dropping this summer to get ready for. If you thought that was good, wait to hear the next ones.
2: You can, of
0: course, watch us on the streams at all times, on the Twitter, uh, YouTube, Twitch. Facebook's acting up today, but everything else is rocking and rolling. Of course, YouTube, you can always check it out later because it's there for eternity. So anything we ever say can always be accessed ever, anytime, which is kind of scary yeah. when you say it out loud. Sure is. But uh, feel free to Especially check that out. Especially with
2: what we're doing right now. Especially yeah.
0: with our our great segment here we're playing a little game having some fun yeah you know we're doing we're, some movie trailers well we're trying to bring back games
1: every friday here at espn 690 it's been a while games. but uh yeah so we're, we're doing trailers of nfl teams um for summer blockbusters and i think Coos is up now with his movie for the jacksonville jaguars coming up you want me to go that's kind of why i, mean, I
2: just I introduced you just introduced you it's so literally how that works The mystery of the Jacksonville Jaguars remains after a rough 5-11 season. Did they find a new leader in Nick Foles? I think Nick's the kind of guy that can make everybody better. Has Ramsey's character changed?
0: Before we let you go, just give me a quick breakdown of some of the quarterbacks you're facing this year. Man, he want to do this again, huh?
2: All signs point to a Duval redemption season. But is that what will happen? Only one thing's for sure. They'll play the Titans on Thursday Night Football. <laughs> Join us every Sunday this season to watch um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, a redemption season.
0: Coos. So first of all, Coos, did, did you just, just waste the entire station's budget on that <laughs> pre-recorded number one? Pre-recorded, pre-recorded, yep. whatever. How long did that take you to do? And be honest, like please. twenty
2: minutes. Oh, I told you I you, stayed a little extra. You said you stayed over an hour. Yeah, I had to write it. Actually, making it took about twenty.
1: So, total time, about an hour. Yeah, let's say an hour. Hope it was worth it.
2: <laughs> it felt great. I literally
1: <laughs> just put some words on my cell phone, and hopefully the time syncs up to the music that I'm hearing. That's what I did, too. Yeah, Nicely done, though, Kuz. All right, Kuz. You're, you're pretty modest, though. You're like, yeah, it like a, yeah no, okay. it's got to stink. It's only like 30 seconds. I, well, yeah, I, I couldn't I give it away. A you got
0: sound, sound bites in there? I thought I was watching oh, yeah. a Michael
1: Bay video, or listening to a Michael Bay video. Boom, spoiler. Yeah.
0: Michael Bay Explosions. Oh, all right. Stuart, you want to give us your second one? Or you want right, me to yeah. Go? I got you want it. We'll, go? let, we'll let you close it out. Okay. Since you're you're <laughs> yeah, ready to rock. Since it's the Cleveland
1: Browns and everybody wants to hear That's that. That's
0: right. So we're doing the Miami Dolphins. Miami, no,
1: this is, this, I'll be honest. <clears throat> out of all these, this is the one I'm most curious to hear about, the Miami Dolphins. Okay.
0: What if I told you Ryan Tannehill wasn't actually that bad? While the 19 Hugh Dolphins are known to pop some champagne, it'll take a stiffer drink to discuss the 2019 edition. Josh Rosen still throwing interceptions. Ryan Fitzpatrick soon to be on his ninth NFL team. And tanking for Tua starts in October. Cover your eyes or head to the beach for the Miami Dolphins this fall. First of all, nicely done. Thank you, thank you.
1: Number two, dude, I can picture Stuart at open mic doing some slam poetry with the Dolphins. Like, I feel like we need to use the open mic and at least do it one time Wait, with Kuz playing the music hey, in the man, background. Coos,
0: Coos played the beats. I, yeah, I that, was, that was that. that, that I didn't worked. write up to the beats. The beats no, just worked No, the, the beats worked well. Yeah.
2: yeah. Most of these things I've noticed, like when you add a. a, a some music behind sure. it, like it sounds better. Yeah, it oh, sounds yeah. good.
0: It sounds professional. It sounds like we know <laughs> what we're doing on here. <laughs> some music artist way back in the day was like, maybe if I add music to my words, this will be better. Maybe some you know song. Sports guy's Boom. gonna eventually take it and use a Miami Dolphins trailer for it. And well, here, here we, we are now. Are. Yeah.
1: All right. So all right. I have the Cleveland Browns. Um, this is my own music that I edited together, oh, so I'm, it's gonna be bad. But uh,
0: no, no, it's gonna be great. Well, I
1: have to time it all up, which I can't see the the time keys. But that's I the part I'm right. worried about. Yeah, okay. don't hit stop. Just let it go, and I'll. I'll, I'll line it up. All right, Cleveland Browns, here we go. They were the laughing stock of the NFL. An 0 16 season, 30 starting quarterbacks since 1999. The dogs had lost their bite, and the city of Cleveland had lost its hope in their football team. And with LeBron in LA, the city known as the land had nothing to believe in. This fall, the NFL is going to the dogs. Odell Beckham Jr., Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, that running back that got in trouble in Kansas City, Jarvis Landry, Miles Garrett, with a coach I'm not really familiar with in a division that consists of the Bengals, a team that has an offense built from the 1980s, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you can't handle these dogs, then you may want to get off the porch. The Cleveland Browns in... Dog days,
0: and there we go. Let's get some real bark to it. Yeah, <laughs> my man. Thank you. Yeah. Thoughts? I would take that for a walk. <laughs> well, there we go. And you know what? I synced up
1: the <laughs> oh, whatever, dude. I don't care because you know, I, I. synced <laughs> up. I synced up the music pretty much on time. That so I'm yeah, happy no. with it. That's that's all I was going for. So yeah, so that, that that's the game. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Anything else you all you all want to touch on before we say goodbye to everybody here? I'm still I'm still letting everything process here. Sure. Um, as is our listening audience, I'm they sure they really are. They're they're driving right yeah. now, uh, starting their weekend. Thank you for listening. Uh we're happy to have you here on ESPN six ninety. Mm-hmm. Uh Bren will be back to rein this thing in next week. <laughs> oh
1: I know, yeah. Uh fun, Shutting fact. fun down.
0: Uh, yes. Uh no, I enjoyed that. That was good. Cool. That was, uh, I felt like I felt like we made some predictions. We had some fun.
2: Well here's the thing. What's the overall tone for each, right? So for your uh Browns, right? It was yeah. kind of like they're gonna run stuff this year. Yeah. Do we do we agree that's what's gonna happen this
1: Hmm. I think in the AFC North, I think if they were going to run the AFC North, now would be the time. Now would be the time to do it. Yeah. yeah. So, and I get it. The, the Browns are kind of like the sexy pick this year. You know, everyone's getting on that bandwagon. But I just look at that roster top to bottom, and I think they have too much talent not to be successful. I, I, I really do. And like I said, I don't know the head coach that well. Um, not sure how much experience he has, but I think the Browns are, are going to make some noise this year. I really do. Yeah, I agree with that. And then as far as the Jets, I mean, I pretty much put it out in plain English. Gonna be some turbulence, <laughs> to say the least. I mean, I well, think we both, Maybe we both, Bell, yeah. but you know, I mean, I just think, um, I think
0: Adam Gase at the helm, uh, I think it could be a rough year for the New York Jets. You with Adam Gase's current team, me with Adam Gase's former yes. team, the Dolphins, you're just gonna be bad. Yeah. I mean, that's by all, by all accounts, it's not. Tank for Trevor. Tank, tank for Trevor. Well, this. Doesn't he have another year? Oh, yeah. I mean, two years, yes. Tank for Tua. Yeah.
1: Well, Tua. Or you, you, you want to two, two years in a row? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Southside uh, South Beach Gary has
0: different words for you, but yeah, I think it's going to be a bad season as well. Double tanking. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And then the Jaguars, obviously. And then the Jaguars, I mean, I said they were going to go 9-7, and seven, but yeah. uh, in it, if if anyone caught the, the references in there, I think the Colts can win the division, mm-hmm. maybe 10-6. and six. Mm-hmm. It comes down to that last game of the season. Yeah. And the luck runs out. The, the horseshoe lands on the other side line. Fair yeah. Yeah, enough. So, uh, yeah, those were kind of where I went with mine. And Kuz, then Coos went to Universal know, Studios he went, <laughs> or <laughs> Paramount Pictures. You, oh, you,
2: you want me to play it again for you? Yeah, I mean, whatever, man. Uh, <laughs> no.
1: But Kuz went to Paramount Pictures and uh, applied for a job, apparently. But uh, I think the keyword I took out of that trailer was Redemption for yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's the word that perfectly describes. Redemption is spelled J-A-G- there we go. Well, and the biggest question is is which one was a fluke? Was it the two thousand seventeen team that was the fluke that went to the AFC championship? Or was it this the team last year? You know, who Gosh, well, I hope for, it was last for, year. Well, for, for, last yeah, year, I mean, we'll for lack of a we'll better word. What was an embarrassment last year? So um interesting storylines to go into camp here, now only literally a couple weeks away. So
0: I can't wait. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. We're less than two weeks away from the start of training camp, and we are ready. Uh, Brent Martineau's going to be rested. Austin Lane is going to be coming out of a fight. Getting ready for a fight. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm getting ready for a fight next week, and then I'll be coming out of that. You'll have just wrapped up your camp as you head into the season. Yes. So, yeah. And then you'll. I was going to say the timeline of fights. You might have another one during the season, right? Is that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I, ideally, I think what we're looking at, we're trying to get at least two to three more fights before the year's end. So, Sweet. yeah, I'll,
0: we'll have more to talk about there, I'm sure. Yeah, no so, doubt. And yep. plenty of football to talk about. Uh, I do want to mention once again, we've been telling you about it all day, the Carathon. Uh, it is actually wrapping up right now on WOKV, but all those great auction items that we had mentioned, they are all still up auction so if you want to head to the website esbn690.com you can check out all the great stuff you can bid on including the in-studio experience it's an experience i mean you get to come in and see brent and austin talk some sports and they'll yeah. we'll take you over to the tv side well and speaking of an experience i just want to thank you man for taking over for brent's yeah. role yeah Helping me out, helping Kuz
1: out, man. I, mean, I, didn't, a, I didn't do it for free. But it was a pleasure <laughs> having you, Stuart. Yeah, it was fun. Um,
0: I'd be, be sure to come back and visit us here. I will. <laughs> I, uh, I I, do do that all all year long. So. Looking forward to it. Uh, we'll continue to do that and have some fun. And hope everyone has a great weekend. Sounds and uh, watch out for Hangman Page tonight. Hangman hey, Page, watch your back. Behind you. He's coming. Have a good one, everyone.